The Bostonian is Matt Peralt. This is our f- series. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are The Bostonian versus The Book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus The Book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Happy Tuesday, guys. What's up? Welcome in to another episode of the Bostonian versus the book. He is Dave Sherapan. I am Matt Peralt. We are live on YouTube and live on Twitter at Boston versus the book for that replayed on Sirius XM channel 159 sports grid TV. I watched the whole show on sports grid last night. I was like, you know what? This show looks really good on TV. I really, I really like it a lot. Sounds good. Looks good. Will does a great job with editing everything together. It, 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 it looks nice post championship for Michigan. Dave, how are you on this Tuesday? Good. Feel like Harbaugh, you know, listening to people talking and all those other things. I am not going to lie. I fell asleep in the late first half. I dozed off. And then that halftime shows forever, mm. but um, good. You know, it's it, it, we're on the college basketball full on. We're on. We've been on hockey. Mm-hmm. We talk hockey on the show. Hopefully, you like it. If you don't, swipe right. I think that's the side you go to when you don't want to be involved. I don't no, know if it's left it's or left. right. Swipe left. Oh, you swipe left for I, I don't so. want to be involved in this. Okay, I think left so, is when you don't. Right is when you do. That's fine. And then you know, <laughs> NBA's in full swing. We'll discuss that. Um, I got a question for you before everybody gets in and they're coming in now. And again, we'll have a big influx of people in 30 minutes. Apparently something ends at noon or noonish Pacific three o'clock Eastern and a bunch of people come in. Thank you all for being here. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Number goes up every day. Thank you. What's the going rate? I think we've discussed this before, but what's the going rate for a tooth for a kid? What is the going rate? Oh, you when mean a kid loses fairy. a tooth, oh uh, my parents, yes, we had see. new newly born little chef Benny, yeah. Emily. Yeah, he's a new dad. He's got a you know he's he's got a years to wait for kids losing teeth. But mm-hmm. we just had a big you know I, I nicknamed the, the little one the dentist yesterday because she pulled a tooth out. I didn't even know it was loose. She came it's downstairs like, and like said, "Crack." I I. I Listen, the gap in there was like this big. It was gigantic. It's one in the back. Oh, it's a molar. Like it's, it's one okay. of the kids' tooth in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She's getting her her big boy teeth in. Okay. What's the going rate? See, I'm a sing I I'm I'm a I have one child, okay? So the tooth fairy in my house shows up with well, a 20 spot for the first in either in five to three for everything else. Okay. We'll put it in the chat because there's a bunch of people in here. We got dads. People told me I'm nuts, though. They say a dollar. They they say it should be a dollar. First tooth is a big deal. You hit them with big, and then the next teeth, next teeth, it's it's one. Some people say fifty cents, but can't buy anything today with fifty cents. So well, exactly. Like they don't even know what the coin is. Like they don't (laughs) even know what the coins are. This is a quarter. This is a dime. This is a nickel. And I'm not talking gambling terms. A dime is a thousand and nickels five hundred. Our friend Pride says to you, Dave, it depends if I'm having a good week or not. 
this is this is the issue, right? Like, or like what you did, you established early the market, right? Yes, you, yeah. You know, first tooth, you lose twenty. It's kind of a bummer when you lose the next tooth, and it's a you know five or three. What are these singles? What is this? Mm. But I got I got the case made that it should be another twenty dollars, and I was like a twenty oh, for a tooth or no. or Roblox, Roblox money. I, I you know what's the difference though? There's still twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. Understandable, but like twenty dollars of Roblox or twenty dollars in cash, there's no real difference. There, both is out of your pocket. Twenty dollars. Yeah. Well, people from all over the country, all over the world, watching the show. We got deuces down there. I see you, Butchie. You be in here. Be nice. Listen, I know you're sitting in there watching a board not move because everybody <laughs> takes the day off after the college football playoff. So I know you're working, but you're really you're sitting there watching a ticker and watching the boards, mm. and that's good. You should be doing that. That's what people are doing in books. A lot of people are, boom, taking a week off this week, going to faraway places and relaxing. But what is the what is the market rate? Ten dollars for the first and five for everyone after that from don't Sports that. Avenger. Yeah, don't mind that. Five dollars, Joe to Fat Panda. Tooth fairies affected by inflation as well. Is it true? Yes, I would. I would say yes. Geez, John said in the fifties it was twenty five cents. Yeah. I mean, I, for me, growing up, it was 25 cents. Quarter. Yeah, I got a quarter for a tooth. I remember. He explained just, that last night, and the nine-year-old didn't believe it. No, that was like, what? It was quarter? I said, year, a quarter was a big deal. 40 years ago, a quarter actually, could, I could go to the store and buy something with a quarter. Can't now. <laughs> nice pack of baseball cards and a big nope. stick of gum. That yeah, like, 25 cents for, for about sure. three minutes, and then it was done. But, but, I mean, how much do you pay for, like, a candy bar now? Because I was telling Snickers is a dollar seventy nine, the dollar thirty nine at the supermarket down the street from my house, a dollar thirty nine. I was like, when did that become over a dollar to buy a candy bar? Yeah, it's like wow. I was like, that is, that is not cheap. (laughs) That is, so a quarter can't go. You can't do that. Uh, Thunder D says uh, the going rate. Kids, kids in my daughter's class get fifty to a hundred dollars a tooth. What kind of class is that? <laughs> he says, I do the first one, one dollar, second dollar, second one, two dollars, third, three dollars. He goes up rather than popping big for the first. Thunder oh. D goes up based upon the number of teeth you lose. I don't you're going to be I'd rather do mine. I think mine in the long run, I, I, I think is, is 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 less expensive on the tooth fairy. I think tooth fairy probably likes my rules better. I don't know. Because like you can get to like up. the 10th tooth and it's like $10. I'm paying $19 for two teeth now. Like it starts to get up there. I mean, they're going to lose all the full set. That's six. I mean, <laughs> Thunder says, or 100 Thunder, Thunder's like, I'm in Orange County. <laughs> oh, oh. No, no kidding. 50 or 100 bucks a tooth. Dang. That's, that is no excessive. Joke. That is excessive. Well, Skip DeFabry. Hi, Skip. Good to What's see up, you, Skip? sir. It was great seeing you. Met him got here a lot to talk about with Skip. We had a, a, a good brief discussion. It was just too much going on. But Skip said he got a hundred a tooth growing up. Oh, holy. A hundred a tooth. And Skip's a good looking dude. Like we got to meet him in person. He's like, you know, but a hundred a tooth. No, I got a quarter. I got I got nothing like that. So yeah. So do, do you know what the end result's gonna be? Oh, they shook me down. You you agreed for 20? I oh woke up God. this morning and, <laughs> you know, 
I got the wow. I got 20 for the tooth. And I looked over and I just said, good for you. And I looked at Jess and was like, hmm. Because I, I went to sleep last night. I, I, I finished watching a game and I, I talked to a dear friend that he told me to watch something on Netflix called Nobody. And I oh. searched for this thing on YouTube called or on Netflix called Nobody. Yep. And there is no show called Nobody. I was going to say, I was like, I, I have Netflix. I was like, what? I what don't know. I didn't get, apparently I didn't get the exact name correct. So I sent... Oh spent 15 minutes searching for this thing, got frustrated and ended up falling asleep without making sure that the tooth fairy uh, was, I see. Yes. I, I, I was told that I was supposed to do that and I woke up and it was already done. So uh, 20 for the tooth. I'd be yanking out teeth like crazy. <laughs> 20, 40. <laughs> 60. If you're 80. the kid, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm yanking teeth out. Doing Don't be it. yanking out real teeth because oh, then the God. braces come and that's 5,000. If we're know. lucky. Yeah. We're lucky. It's, it's that that's variable as well. But yeah. So that's where we're at talking about so. teeth, watching other people talk about other things this morning. It's been, it's been a crazy morning. <laughs> All right, and before we uh, say, we before we move to Michigan in the win, uh, the four-team playoff era is over. We are officially now into the 12-team playoff era for college football. Mm-hmm. As a bookmaker, does this change the calculus, futures? What does this do going, what do you do heading into next year? I think it varies the um, to win it all pricing. Like you have to adjust for the fact that realistically, when you go into the season, what six teams could win it all before now legitimately 12 teams are going to have oh, an opportunity right. to play for the playoff. Yeah. So the prices on the teams that were on the periphery will probably come down. Um, Especially isn't it more likely that teams that play in, you know, bad group of five conferences, if you're a good group of five team, you're going to most likely be in the playoff. That's fine. But like a team like Liberty this year, would they have been in the playoff? Yes. Okay, you don't have to worry about Liberty winning at all. They're not winning. They may, they could win one game. They're not winning four. And sorry to you people that are fans of but Liberty. They could take out the. I mean, if they were the twelve seed, they could take out the one. Like it could change. Just they're not going to win at all, but they could knock out somebody in the bracket that changes the entire dynamic of it. True. You know what I mean? Just win one game, they win that miracle game. All of a sudden, you know, Boise against Oklahoma in the Orange Bowl a bunch of years ago. Yeah. And you get that miracle performance. It changes who is going to play for the national championship. I, I'm fascinated by it. I, it's going to give me pause. I, I'm going to have to do some different research as to path to win the championship. It will. But I mean, you look at the odds to win it all. They're up in some places already. Today. Oh, yeah. Everyone's got them. Georgia, number Georgia's one. number one. Yep. You know, lowest odds, the favorite. Because Carson Beck went, went back. So they've got their kid. Right. Back, the Ohio State. Uh, they're lower than there. I thought. They're lower than I thought. Yeah. What are the third the fourth, choice? Third or fourth option. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Michigan's right there. Texas is right there. Looks Bama. like a lot of the same. Um, it's going to affect the bowl games drastically for those of you that like the bowl games. Reality is, I mean, people watch them. Apparently, the ratings are great for bowl games on stuff, but I don't know how much that affects handle. We're going to see next year oh i think people are gonna the problem the bowl games are going away because you need people to go to the game people are gonna watch and people are gonna bet 
the bowl games. Those two things won't be affected. The bowl game is, let's be honest what it is. It's a siphon, right? It's, it's a, uh, a tax, it's a tax exempt uh, event that lets you get cushy jobs and sign big endorsement contracts to make money for different people. The bowl game is not really about the game. It's about people going to the game. The watching on TV is great for ESPN. They pay for the rights or Fox Sports or whoever. They pay for the rights. Equally, revenue stream for the bowl game to have that. But people have to go to the games for them to continue. Mm. And people are not going to want to travel from, you know, Iowa to Arizona or whatever to watch a 35 nothing bowl game. <laughs> they're not going to want to go. If the product sucks, they're not going to go and travel. That's why the bowl games are in trouble. Not TV and betting. It's the money on the ground being spent that will dry up. Yeah. How does that affect the book? It doesn't affect the book at all because people are going to still watch and still bet. That's why I kind of laugh when people are like, look at the revenue. Sorry, look at the ratings for like some Tuesday evening bowl game. And I'm like, people want to watch live sports. We know this, but the bowl game, the bowl game won't exist anymore because they need ticket sales and they need people to go there for the hotels and the rest. Do they though? Yes. Okay. So we're going to go and play like COVID. We're going to play it in front of nobody. Well, no, but like, I mean, you can't control whether people go. Yes, you do. So, you force the schools to pay the bowl games require. If you accept the bowl, if I invite you to the bowl game in order for you to accept that you have to buy an allotment of tickets and mm-hmm. book a certain number of hotel rooms for it to happen. If the schools like, say our people aren't going like, like we're not buying it. Yeah. The bowl game's dead. That's like youth travel sports. They have these stay and play tournaments. You can come here and play with your team. You got to pay the entry fee and you got to have 10 rooms booked. Well, we don't want to stay there. We're all staying over here. Well, then you can't come and play. Okay. This is not really then a tournament. This is, this is a money-making opportunity for people, which is what what they are. are. I mean, I used to laugh my first experience when I went to Nebraska and these guys used to walk around in these very odd colored blazers. Yeah. There'd be like five of them. And I would be, I was like, what are they doing? And like, well, that's the bowl representative. I go, it's September. Why are they here? Oh, well, they're scouting. I go, who pays for them to come here? Well, the bowl does. The bowl sends these guys to a big 12 game in September. It was when Nebraska was in the big 12, a big 12 game in September. They're like, yeah. I'm like, that's a hell of a gig. (laughs) It's a free vacation. Well, that's what it becomes, right? I mean, I saw that when I moved to Arizona and was around the Fiesta Bowl committee and committee members and then when i started working at the golf course you know they had a luncheon at the uh, at the uh, resort and i was like huh, this is uh, this is great where do i get one of those orange sport coats i just want to wear one of those and walk around with you and meet all these people too this this is this is awesome um will it lessen the regular season no you don't think so nope do not the bowl games are in trouble i mean they're in trouble, but I don't believe the regular season is still very much there. Much like the NFL, everyone was worried about the NFL and more TV and it's going to kill ratings or kill attendance. No, people are going to watch football. When Michigan plays Iowa, people are going to pay attention. When you know Iowa plays Iowa State, people are going to pay attention. Like The problem is we're changing like we'll get to it later, but Washington and all these different schools are going into the big 10 and all these different West coast schools are going in 
to these conferences that you're like, wait, what? <laughs> Who's right. playing who next year? Like that's going to be the bigger problem, I think, is just looking at the conference schedule because it's a, it's going to be very different. Yeah, I don't know how much um, the immediacy and the danger of losing a game heightens the college football regular season. And now with the ability to have 12 teams in, I you still I think now a lot of one loss teams it's not the end of the world like they can still get in hundred percent. This might be the only way for Penn State to get in. Oh, for sure, absolutely. It definitely gives opportunities for, for schools the next that will, tier teams. Yes, yeah. uh-huh. absolutely. Each conference the door is open now. Agreed. And Which is better? It's a successful season if you get to the playoff and you get waxed in the first game. Yes, it is. Sure. It's not. I mean, so it's like better the NFL playoffs. If the Steelers, they, they, they've won more of the games than they lost again. Uh-huh. Yep. They're 10 point dogs at Buffalo is they go and they get lose by 17, mm-hmm. 27 to 10. It's never in a game. Is that a successful season? To me, it in is. College, yeah. It is to me in the pros and in college. It both is. Yes. Okay. You made the tournament. You get to feel playoff atmospheres, playoff experience, playoff jitters. And you know you're playing without your best player. So you get a chance to first play without. Pull. Put the first poll up. Are you excited about the college football 12-team playoff? Yes or Ooh. no? It's very simple. One. When you watch the show live, we put up these polls, get instantaneous feedback. You guys can come in and put your opinion. You guys, as long as you, you know, mostly agree to disagree and have an intelligent conversation, you can stay in the chat, which we, again, we value tremendously. It's the lifeblood of the show talked about it many times um i i mean hey uh just re- real quick pause dave yes uh landon i want to shut you out here it says tough day for me you just got fired from my job for nine years so so petty bleep uh but you know there's always better things to come love watching the show it helps me relax you're gonna be good dude you're gonna be good okay uh things may look dark and nasty but it, it, it'll work out for you. It, it always does. Things Is that land in our guy in Hawaii. I don't believe so. No, it's I L E Landon Higa is our guy over Landon in Hawaii. Higa, right. This we got is, a couple Landons. This is a different Landon, but I just wanted to, he just said that in the chat. So I wanted to recognize him for a second and just say, Hey, thank you for being here. We appreciate right. you coming here to absolutely get your mind off some tough stuff. But, um, you know, I, I always believe that better things are around the corner when those, Nasty times are coming. There will be sunshine again. And so. you don't see them. No. That's 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 like you can only see a lot of the bad. And, you know, you're dealing with mostly the bad. So know that once the storm clears, hopefully mm. there is something there and it will be okay. But thank you for being here. Yeah. And if we I can provide you. some sort of, you know, he said, we help you relax. You guys help us relax. This is huge. So same thing. Uh, yeah, right, right back at you. Right. All right. What happened last night? Uh, Michigan won, won their third national championship ever. They beat Washington 34-13. Game was never really in doubt. Game was never really close. That was as big of an opening round punch to the mouth that I've seen in a college playoff game in a while. And what had happened in previous games in which the team that got whacked early, they got off the mat. And they made a game of it. Mm. Washington never really did. That was never really a game. They had a couple of moments where you thought they might get into it. They got it down to seven. 
You thought that they might be able to get close. And then every was time the holding penalty that egregious, was it that bad? Which one? Well, there was a zillion of them, but the so, one when they were down 17, 10 completed a pass. Cause I didn't right. see it live. I mean, I look, saw the highlight, but what did you if think? A, if a, if a guy is running past you and you grab his Jersey and you pull him to the ground, just because you didn't do the traditional hold and pull guy was going, the, the, the Michigan defender was coming around offensive lineman grabbed him by the front of his chest plate and ripped him to the ground. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's holding. I mean, that's, that's a penalty. So yeah, I, I, <laughs> the inconsistencies of the calls, I'd have a bigger problem just with what was a foul and what was not last night. If I was Washington versus whether or not that set that holding call on the long pass play should have been, you know, called or not. I thought it was holding. It's so crazy when you watch the game and you're on the social media and you feel like you're watching a game with a lot of people, which is fun. Mm -hmm. You get the negative so much. Like the whole thing is just so like, I don't know. Because everybody in gambling Twitter was on Washington. (laughs) Yes and no. There was a lot of people that were very smart and, you know, had Michigan and had Michigan futures. But they weren't on Twitter yelling about it, though. They weren't. They they weren't the ones going, going. Going did, 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 did. like they were good with it. Like, like me, I wasn't on, I wasn't freaking out last night over it. It was like, okay, it's, you know, I, I would have made that call. I had, I had a bigger problem with the, with the Michigan defensive backs being able to do whatever the hell they wanted to the wide receivers. And I did the offensive line. Well, see, and this is, this is what I've talked about for years, the, the inconsistency of it in general and how I know it in hockey. I've seen it. The regular season is different than the postseason. And in the postseason, there's less penalties called. There's definitely less penalties called in crucial moments. And a game's decided on the ice by the players. Are you good with that? I am. Okay. I am too. I am. I'd yeah. rather it that way than that they didn't get over officious and you know call too many flags. And it just messes up the flow of the game. Mm-hmm. I just want to watch the game. Mm-hmm. You know, but Michigan knew that. Michigan they, knew that. You play to the advantage, and they did. Now, they had a couple big plays early, got a 14-3 lead, and I'm watching the game, and I think it was uh, Herbie that said it. Like, this is their largest deficit of the season. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. Now what? And it never – it got back to within seven, but when it was 14-3, I'm like, they haven't been down 11 points all season? They didn't Uh-oh. trail for much of at all. Like it was like the Oregon State game they trailed for us for a little bit, and like I think the first Oregon game. But they played with the lead. I mean, they talked about it in the pregame show that like the way when Washington gets the lead, they take the play clock all the way down to like two every single time. They right. sit on the lead. They make the game shorter. They never got the lead. <laughs> like, right. And I was watching a couple of guys who were former NFL offensive linemen and, and they were on Twitter and they were talking about just how basic the run plays were that Michigan was scoring on that Washington just wasn't ready for the moment. Like they, they, it was too big of a moment. The mistakes that were being made were very basic by Washington. The blocking schemes were not exotic. The play calls were not crazy. This was just basic smash mouth football. And that Michigan offensive line, the same offensive line that I talked about in July and why I bet on Michigan to win the national championship they they just mauled them right out of the gate. Yep. And Washington was like, oh my, we haven't seen anything like this before. They made adjustments. They got better. 
But in the first quarter, they weren't ready for that Michigan offensive line. Yeah, Michigan earned it. I I, I don't think that you can take anything away from them. They were more physically dominant. dominant. They broke a couple big plays. They got the lead, and they played to their strengths. Penix got beat up. He did bad. I mean, he was by the end of the game, he was holding his side, and it was like, man, this dude keeps. We talked about up. it yesterday. We talked about it yesterday. I said, if Michael Penix can't stay healthy, if he can't stay upright, they're in deep trouble. And he, he I, that was the award-winning offensive line for Washington. And I think that people like me who went and were worried about that because I was, <laughs> I was like, I said it a week ago, I'm like, I feel like a Michigan blowout's going to happen. And then I did, did a dive deep. And I was like, you know what? I think Washington's going to be live. They're going to be in this game. And then I watched the game and I was like, nope, my first gut reaction was right. <laughs> like they can't handle this. They got mauled on both sides of the ball. The offensive line and defensive lines for Michigan were the, were the story. And remember when Bama was really dominant, like they would have like, multiple first round picks on the offensive and defensive lines Mm -hmm. that I I can see Michigan. If Harbaugh stays, I can see Michigan really starting to become a dominant team in the trenches. Jim Harbaugh has done an amazing job of rebuilding Michigan into being that type of dominant force. Yeah. It's where the game is won. And then after the game, Harbaugh proclaimed that Michigan is quote innocent. Let me just, if you have a question, let me just go ahead and clear it up and you can confirm this Dave because you've obviously been through this. If we find out that the NCAA comes and vacates the victories for the Big Ten title for Michigan, the book doesn't care. You paid out your ticket. No one's coming to take your money back. It's done. Okay. It's over. Doesn't matter if they pull the banner down. Okay. (laughs) It got graded last night. And you've won your ticket. So don't worry about it. If you have a Michigan future, people were asking me going like, what if, what if, what if it does not matter if Michigan loses every game on paper after the fact doesn't matter. They can't take away the championship though. Remember the FBS national championship is not given out by the NCAA. Only the FCS championship is. That's why it's called the college football playoff national championship, not the NCAA national championship. Mm. They have no jurisdiction over it. So it doesn't matter what Michigan did. It doesn't matter what sign stealing doesn't matter. But Harbaugh claimed last night that they are quote innocent. Loudly saying they are innocent. Mm. What happens if, if we find out they were not, does that change anything about the victory from, from last night? I mean, it might in some people's eyes, the game's over. I'm on to, you know, like Belichick said, he was on to Cincinnati. Mm. I, I'm on to, you know, the Memphis Grizzlies and how that affects that. And right. I'm on to, you know, the crack and being small dogs today um, in Buffalo. Like I'm already looking at the next thing. The book is too. The, the bets are graded and it's over and done with. I think, I mean, it was an overwhelmingly gigantic favorite excited for the 12 team playoff. You guys that voted. Thank really? you. Really? Yeah. 80, it's, it's 80%, 80% wow. to 19%, which again, is because of the percentages, it's it's that's actually more than 100%. Is Harbaugh staying? Yes or no? Because we got a lot of Michigan guys. We got a lot of Detroit fans that watching the show. Is let's, he staying? Let's play this leave? out. Let's play musical chairs for a second, okay? Well, I'm just waiting for your Vrabel already to... Well, right, okay, that's what we're doing. So Mike Vrabel gets fired this morning. Bill Belichick was not fired yesterday because Robert Kraft was waiting for the Titans to fire Vrabel. Vrabel gets fired. 
I fully anticipate in the next 24 hours, there'll be an, a, a press release that will come out that will state that Bill Belichick and the Patriots have agreed to mutually part ways. And I do expect to see Mike Vrabel as the coach of the Patriots by Monday of next week. We'll have the hiring Tuesday because there's a Monday night football. Okay. So Tuesday, Mike Vrabel. Unless becomes- they, you know, do it. In between, but yeah. I don't think they will. I don't think it happens this week. It is a home run hire. It is the perfect change off from Belichick to Vrabel. It is uh, written in the stars and Titan fans who told me a week ago, we're not firing him. He's ours. No way. Hands off. I, t- I was like, you're, you're going to fire him guys. And Tennessee media right now is like a gap. They're like a gasp. They're like, what did you do? You gave the guy a horrific roster. In six years, over six games, things went south for him. He was in the running to win the division and make the playoffs, and then they fell apart, and now you fire him? Titan Media doesn't get it. I think Mike wanted out, and I think ownership knew that Mike wanted out, and Mike wanted to go back to the Patriots, and they said, you know what? You don't want to be here? That's fine. Go. We'll go get somebody else. Marcelo Unda just came in and chat and said, if Rabel's going to the commanders. Maybe. I mean, you can say that. I mean, nobody knows. Only Mike Vrabel knows. But the report that came out yesterday from the Bleacher Report that Mike Vrabel wants to go to the Patriots. I I mean, maybe that was a head fake to get more money out of the commanders or something. I I mean, nothing is real until it's real here at this time of the year. This is all innuendo and smokescreen this and smokescreen that. But I think Belichick's out. I think Vrabel's going to the Patriots. And then Harbaugh to the Chargers would seem to be the most logical move Because Belichick, the entire NFL is waiting on Belichick's decision. There are so many of these like things to fall based upon what Belichick does. Harbaugh was talking last night, though, like he was going back. That's why I want to ask the people that are watching the show. Here's the the early influx. There's triple digits people in the chat. Is Harbaugh staying or leaving? Put that in the the poll. See what people vote. Because I'm curious. Because I really don't know. I think he's, I think he's staying, but man, (laughs) the firestorm, (laughs) you know, it's, it's coming. I I don't know. I, I, I really, I really don't know. I'm the first one to say, you know, um, nobody knows Squadoosh a lot. And Mm -hmm. I, I have no idea what he's doing. And, um, I mean, if you're a Michigan man or fan or woman, or whatever, do you want them to stay? Of course. Of course. I, I think it's a no-brainer. Yeah, you're – Yeah, I mean – There's a lot of people that are very happy, that, you know, that root for Michigan that have – he didn't coach in six games, Piro. Yeah, I mean, look, this is – the AD was asked last night. I want to keep him as our coach. So, I mean, the AD was asked point blank, So I want to keep him. So, I mean, I don't know what else you're supposed to say there. I mean, you say, no, I just won the national championship and I don't want you to stay. But he was asked kind of point blank about what comes next. And he was on with Scott Van Pelt last night. And he said, you know, normally I have the guys working out two or three days after the bowl game and I'm going to give them a week off now. Right. And there's two ways of, of seeing that. The first is he's staying. He wants to celebrate. The other is he's leaving. He wants the one week to be able to explain to the guys why I'm leaving. So <laughs> there's two different ways you can break that comment down to, to Scott Van Pelt last night. But hmm. if there isn't, if he's 
honest, okay, if he's being honest that we are, quote, innocent, that Michigan did nothing wrong and that all it was was a simple sign-stealing nothingness, iPhone nonsense, then I think he will stay. But if there's more to be uncovered and if there's a bigger issue at play, if, like, the COVID time practices turns into something more egregious and it starts to just be this, like, domino effect of more and more stories start to come out about what Michigan has done over the last three years. This is the Pete Carroll playbook. <laughs> cheat, cheat, cheat. Win the national championship. I'm out. <laughs> I'm going to the NFL. Right. So that's very possible. But again, if he's being honest and that quote, innocence is real, I think he'll go back. I think he'll stay in college because my goodness gracious, did you see his dad last night? Oh, it was Jack, awesome. Jack Harbaugh is such a joy. He's such an awesome human being to listen to that guy talk about how proud he is of his sons and how just that guy just, he's pure joy. I need more Jack Harbaugh in my life. I love that guy. Right. Yeah, that was, that was fun. I mean, seeing, again, I said it before, and, you know, those of you that aren't parents yet or, or may never be, it's a different feeling watching your kid succeed in anything. Mm. I mean, watching your kid get up and walk for the first time right. gives you a feeling of like, Wow. Let alone getting good grades in school or succeeding in a career, having a good day in a sport or a recital that'll mm. bring you to tears. Just won a national championship, but missed a firestorm. The other son is the number one seed in the NFL. <laughs> it's a pretty good day. That's a pretty damn good day. The best uh, comment he said that Harbaugh, the gym said was, I can be at the big boy table now because John, my brother, beat me in the Super Bowl and his dad won the FCS national championship. So Jim had never won anything. So he finally won a championship for the Harbaugh name. And now he's like, all right, now I could be at the big boy table with my brother and my dad who both have won uh, stuff. So uh, one more thing and then we'll go to NFL football. Yep. If you're a Washington fan, knowing your team's going to the big 10 next year, after watching the way your team performed, at least in the first half, you worried? Isn't there going to be a lot of turnover there? Aren't they losing a lot of guys? Yeah, Michael Penix is gone. I'm just talking about straight style of play. I don't even know what the – I just saw the schedule for some of these teams yesterday for the first time. It's going to be totally different. I don't know if you got to be concerned, you know, because, I mean, if you're recruiting, you might have faster team speed than eight or nine of the teams in the Big Ten, but you Fair. might not have the physicality. You're going to get lines. smacked. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> I think when they play teams like Iowa, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, like when you play the physical dominant teams at the line of attack, the line of scrimmage in the Big Ten, Washington got a big old taste of what's coming next year. Hmm. It's not going to be easy. Michigan plays in Seattle next year. Neat. Up in Washington. Well, that's cool. That'll be... That'll be fun. Can you imagine after that, you got to go there. You beat the championship and game. Play them. Revenge. With I mean, you want to talk about loud, hard you know, ticket. Hopefully, fun game. we'll still be doing the show. Then we'll be hearing about the the revenge angle of that game, and, and and that narrative will be nonstop that whole week. Without a doubt. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we got the early votes are indicating that um, he's gone. He's leaving. People were voting overwhelmingly 70% so far. Yeah. I agree with AOWN though. I agree that if the NCAA just says, look, he served his suspensions already and they move on to something else. I think he stays. 
only he knows what is about to be uncovered. Like only he knows what he did. <laughs> so if he's worried about it, it's a far easier job. I mean, ask Nick Saban. Like, it's a far easier job to stay in college. Mm. It's just less time commitment, less pressure. Like, you can you can build a dynasty in college. Well, apparently the guys that know have talked about, uh, you know, him having a great staff and everything now. I mean, again, once you – one of the best testimonies in life is when, you, you know, you have a job or you have a company and, you, you know, you don't – necessarily need to be so hands-on and involved in everything and it works without you he didn't coach six games they didn't lose a game 15 and 0 but it's a hell of an accomplishment i don't know somebody said he's going to the raiders somebody yes. said he's going to the chargers charged i've heard the raiders locally here i've heard the raider rumor loudly full control of the raiders personnel head if coaching antonio pierce you got to talk to him but do you stay I would if I was Antonio Pierce, but I mean, he won't. It'll be just like Rich Passaccia. You know, Harbaugh will bring his entire crew. Harbaugh is a prickly guy. Like he has, you, you got to be in with him. I don't know if he can just adapt or take Antonio Pierce and say, yes, you were great. You're staying. Maybe, but Harbaugh is going to be, <laughs> the media here is not going to really have a good time covering him. He's not fun to talk to. <laughs> so I don't, I mean, I'd welcome him here. Obviously it would be very I think it'd be fun to have a guy like that come off a national championship, but it feels like you're buying high on him. Not to say he's not going to be great in the NFL, but it feels like you're going to be overpaying much like the Raiders have done for every other coach they've hired. It would change the dynamic here. P roll. Like not that having Gruden here wasn't a big name and like all of that, but like, I think the accountability on both ends will ramp up. You just got the guy who won a national championship at Michigan and has a pretty long resume that's proven. He's going to hold media accountable and he's not going to give you much. You're going to have to really like now. I mean, what if they start out two and five? They're going to, are they going to ask him these questions and the hard questions? Like the yeah, dynamic is going to change. Oh yeah. I agree. Immediately. If it'll be advantageous, it'll, 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 it'll be acrimonious. It'll be, Ooh. it'll be nasty. I mean, yeah. I mean, we haven't had that. You're right. We haven't had, cause Bruce Cassidy is an absolute joy to talk to. He's, he's super fun. He's awesome. I, I mean, most of the coaches here have good relationships with the media because we haven't had that, like, you know, fight with the media type coach. Harbaugh is that type of guy. <laughs> he will not, he will not be uh, well received by a lot of people here in town just because of the way he is, how prickly he is. But if he wins, it won't matter. He can do and say whatever he wants. If he comes in here and wins. Tough job, though. <laughs> tough. <laughs> That's a, a tough job. Okay, this is great because you were a coach. So I, I, I can't wait to hear your take on, the, on all of this. So let's set this up for a second. The Saints are playing the Falcons. Falcons are the arch rival, arch rival hatred between these two teams. I did not know how big of a rivalry this was until I went to New Orleans during I, I, my honeymoon was in New Orleans and it was during a Saints and Falcons game. And I went to a bar, just we bar hopping and whatnot. And it went into a right. sports bar and it was unbelievable. The people yelling at each other who are Saint fans and Falcon fans. Like, nasty things back and forth. Like the point, like we're like, I thought like a cop had to be there going back and forth. This is one of the most unknown 
under publicized blood feuds in the NFL. Okay. These teams hate each other. So on Sunday, we have a end of game situation in which the Falcons were going to fire Arthur Smith. Anyway, everybody knew it. Dennis Allen's going to stay as the coach. Jameis Winston is in the game is decided. Dennis Allen calls to Jameis Winston and says, calls the play victory. They're on the one yard line. Okay. They decided as a team, Jameis Winston decided as a team to line up in victory formation and run the ball in. Dennis Allen didn't call it. The team called it. Mm. After the game, Dennis, uh, Dennis Allen has to go shake the hand of Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith, Arthur Smith MFs him to his face. I saw that. What'd you do? What'd you do? What'd you do? It's bully. He's yelling at all these different people. Dennis Allen was saying, I didn't do it. He's, he's like, I didn't do it. I didn't call this. Right. All. Right. Do you have any issue with a team not listening to their head coach and running a different play to score a touchdown for a guy who had scored 17 touchdowns last year, but had not scored a touchdown yet? I mean, you called the play. You're just supposed to just follow the rules. Like just, just, just the play call came in. And Jameis, do you think Jameis is going to be back? Well, <laughs> this is what was said from Jimmy Graham on social media. Jimmy Graham said, quote, get off Jameis Winston's back. This man's the best teammate I've ever had. Loves this city, this game, and embodies everything you can ask for in a leader was a rare situation and we all take responsibility. Nobody thought it would get blown out of proportion. Also F the Falcons. (laughs) Jimmy Graham on Twitter. I bring this up because of gambling. Why? So let's talk about this for a second. You're Jameis Winston. already blowing them out, right? Correct. Okay. What if Jameis Winston knew what the total was? I'm not saying he did. I'm just talking. I'm not accusing anything. I'm just saying hypothetically that if a team calls a play and you do like the movie scene thing of like, I'm not listening to the coach. We're doing our own thing. Mm. They did a deceptive play. Like, it's not like they lined up and showed we're trying to do the FU touchdown. They lined up in victory formation and then they had it, and then they handed the ball off. Right. No problem. You have no problem with this. If your team did this, you'd be cool with you as a coach. If your team just told you to screw off. No, absolutely not. But it's such a weird thing at the end of an NFL season where guys are doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. Like they're playing these games for real, but they don't mean anything. But they do to people that bet on them. They do to people for their next job. I mean, word gets out that like, hey, yeah, we called victory formation and that they ran our own play. Who decided that? Jameis did. And Jameis stood there. I sent you that interview, as you saw or not. But Jameis stood there with the media being asked, what did you do that for? Right. And his answer was just like, because I wanted to. (laughs) Like there was no other reason of like, we all as a group decided to do this. 
And everyone's like, but your coach told you not to. And he's like, yeah. So <laughs> like, wait a minute. Like that's insubordination. That's Jair Alexander walking out for the coin flip. Like, I don't care what the coach says. I'm going to go do the coin flip. Like your, your coach tells you to take a knee and instead you run the ball in. It opens up so many questions, not just the insubordination side of it, but again, from a total perspective, anytime touchdown perspective, like there's just different things that like you're, you can't really do this in the NFL and everyone's defending Jameis Winston by saying Jameis is a teammate, a leader. This showed leadership. And I don't agree with that. I don't think this shows leadership. I think this shows insubordination. Well, I think there's obviously there, there must've been a problem in between the sideline and him or no, no problem. James said, there's no problem. He didn't sit on the ball because he wanted to get a guy touchdown. They wanted to score a guy who the guy who scored a touchdown had 17 touchdowns last year. He had none this year. They wanted him to score a touchdown in the last game of the year. They wanted to get a guy, a touchdown. The coach said, I don't care about that guy's touchdown. Take a knee game's over. Don't do the F you touchdown. They lined up in the victory formation. So the coach couldn't call timeout because he thought they were going to snap the ball and take a knee. So instead they snapped the ball and then handed the ball off and ran it in. There's a disconnect between that sideline and those players. There's obviously, you there's know, a, there's, there's, a, a, there's, a, there's a, like a Fogazi. Like we don't care. There's obviously a problem. Yeah, there's a problem. Um, as far as being on the other side of it, um, it's just supposed to stop the other team. If you can't stop the other team, it's not on them to take their foot off the pedal. Okay, but if scoring. you're in victory formation, you can get flagged for, uh, for 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 running over somebody if you think that they're not doing that. Like it's a, it's an uncomfortable situation. It's guys, it's, guys can get hurt if if you're doing a victory formation and a defensive lineman blows a dude up. Like you can get flagged for that and fined for that because that you could hurt somebody if it's supposed to be just a taking a knee where. The white flag is up. Game's over. You like you, boxing. You've done boxing. Protect yourself at all times. That's that's boxing. I mean, you standing on an NFL field, and you don't know what that other guy's going to do. you got to line up like you're going to get hit or you're going to hit him, I think, every play. Again, I'm not advocating that Jameis did it. Getting a guy a touchdown, you know, if I'm the coach, I'm like, look, like, I know you want to get a touchdown. We're up all these points. This looks bad. This is going to come back to everybody. We have a discussion, and obviously the discussion went that way and said, line up and sit on the ball. I don't you – know? I mean, according to Jameis, there was no conversation with the coach. Well, I, like, is anybody going to actually say what happened in this? Well, it was Nobody quick. It, I mean, it was a – Uh-oh. Hold on. You're frozen. Snap your fingers. Come on back, Jack. <laughs> Oh man, he got you bad. That was a long freeze. <laughs> Mikey Awesome clipped that whole thing. Um, there was no discussion because there's not going to be a discussion. Well, they were just told in the huddle, he called the play in. Jamal Williams had 17 touchdowns last year. He had none going into the game. Last play of the season. <laughs> the clock is running down. They all look at each other in the huddle and they're like, we're getting our boy a touchdown. Like, that is, I know people are saying that's because he's a great teammate. He did that for his guy. He did that first. The team decided they wanted to score. But like, this is why a coach exists. <laughs> you, you can't just do what you want. Like, you can't just determine that, hey, sorry, Dennis Allen, you wanted us to 
you know, throw the weight flag up, but nah, we're doing our own thing. People are saying that Winston should be cut today. I, I don't know if I'm going that far, but if I'm part of the Saints ownership, I'm real concerned about what that locker room thinks of my head coach. The exit interview is going to be interesting, <laughs> right? Because That's now it's, it's, I don't think there's, I mean, obviously the air has to be cleared if he's coming back and who's coming back. And, you know, we got to get the story. What was said in that huddle? You said this was a good idea. You didn't stop him. Well, you know, yeah, we got to get you. They all agreed. According to Winston, they all agreed. It was a team decision to do it. Nobody's ratting anybody out. If the left guard said, I'm not, yeah, no, everybody agreed. Of course, everybody agreed. Somebody said that uh, if, if you weren't in on it, you would have gone off sides on purpose. Like, so everybody was complicit. Like if somebody knew they weren't part of it, they would have gone up and there would have been a flag and then they couldn't have done it. Whole thing is uncomfortable. Playing meaningless games like a grown man sport, professional sports with so much at stake and guys now guys doing the cash celebration when they get their contract incentives in the middle of a game. It's awkward. I hate that. Is it awkward? awkward? Yeah. You didn't like it when that that was, um, uh, who did call you? Davian Clown. Yeah. Clown. Yes. Clown. Yeah. Did did, did the dance to get the sack. Yeah. Like, you know, I was, (laughs) I was at home and Jess said, what did he do that for? I'm like, he just hit a contract incentive. He's probably got a million dollars. It was like 750,000. Yeah. And, you know, she was like, wow, that, that exists. Yes. Like people that don't know that exists, it's, oh, okay. I don't know. Celebrating individual accomplishments in a team sports uncomfortable, being blown out, and then ex- expecting the other team to, to stop. We got our asses kicked one day. And we played a lot of softball games. Mm-hmm. We got our asses kicked by this team from California. And, you know, when we were kicking teams' ass and we knew we were better and they were, you know, just not on our level, we'd have the kids step off the bases and get called for automatic out. You know, when we were up 12 nothing, why did we have to be up 20 nothing? It was enough. We knew they weren't going to score runs. We had enough. It was costing our players at bats mm-hmm. we would let them hit because they needed reps and everybody's watching everybody and trying to get more stats for their profile so they could get to college i, I was like all right you can hit but when you get on base you're going to step off and we're going to let we're going to play innings we're going to just play the game out and i would sometimes i would check with the other coach do you want us to step up no just keep playing okay well then when you're on the end of it where you're getting your ass kicked I told the other coach and me and me and my coach, Eric, or my other coach, keep playing. They need to know what this is like. And it was a great lesson that like, Hey, we just got smoked. We lost 16, nothing. You guys got to be as enthusiastic when you lose as when you win. You look, you love hyping, high five and dancing, doing all the dugout dances and everything we're doing when we're winning. You got to learn what that's like. So one, it doesn't happen again. Do everything you can to not have that feeling and let it happen again. But two, sometimes in life, somebody's better than you. You're gonna get smacked in the face. I don't know. Is it but is it fair if you take a victory formation and do it clandestinely and don't do it like what you're saying? Line up, line up. If you are look at I'm I'm cool with what you're saying. Line up, I formation. We're giving it to Jay Will. Let's go. We're going to run the ball in. 
It's right. not what they did. Right. They, they took the, they did a victory formation and then the left side of the line exploded off, turned around, handed the ball off to J will. He walks in for a touchdown because the Falcons are like, what the hell's going on? You guys were in victory formation. The game is over. You don't need this. What was that? And that's right. where Arthur Smith was pissed off. And then you put Dennis Allen in the spot where he has to go and deal with a pissed off head coach. Cause Dennis Allen's like, okay, my kids just literally didn't listen to a single thing I say. I have no control over these kids to do whatever the hell that they want. This is not good. Right. So it shows their insubordination. I don't care if it was a team thing. Hey, it was a rah, rah, you know, go and get them. Well, that was the case. Why didn't they say, Hey coach, we're not doing victory formation. We're going to go and run the play and score for real and let the Falcons try to stop us. Falcons thought the game was over. Like that's right. my, my problem is the deception of it. It's like, don't line up in a victory formation and then do this. Cause if you had lined up for real, Dennis Allen would have gone timeout <laughs> and he would have had the team come over and go, what are you guys doing? But he called victory formation. So he was probably not paying direct attention. Like most coaches do games over, take the headset off, go around, shake hands, congratulate everybody. Good win guys. Go to the lo- What just happened? <laughs> wait, so- wait, guys, wait, wait, extra point. Well, for, for what games over coach, they scored. What do you mean they scored? Who who called that play? Jameis is like me. <laughs> like that th- that's a really big problem in the in that organization with the Saints than anything else in my mind. Marcella Anda, he's a Saints guy. He came in the chat just now and said it's a rivalry. Yes, it is. Sorry for this curse, and I'll say sorry, Will, but <laughs> fuck the Falcons. Well, that's what Jimmy Graham said. That's what Jimmy Graham said. He said the same thing on social media, and I get it. It's a rivalry, and somebody said to me, if the Patriots did this to the Jets, how would you feel? And I said, I would laugh because I hate the Jets, but the problem is that would make me go, oh, no, Belichick lost the locker room. Well, that's what it says. I mean, it, it, that's the way. I think you can draw that inference, yeah. you know, and, and get to that conclusion. The by, guy's got no clout. He's got no power. They don't care. They're not worried about him. They, they don't care what he says. <laughs> They're going to do what they want. I mean, it's anarchy now. Like, If Winston is kept on the team, it's anarchy. Like the Packers suspended Jair Alexander for a game in the middle of a playoff chase for what he did. The right. season's over. Like, what do you do with Winston? How do you penalize him for doing this? Suspend him next year? Uh, that's a long time away. That's that's hard to do. Well, I would guess he's not going to be on the Saints. Ooh, that's the thought, right? But Saint people want him back. Saint, I mean, that's people are saying all sorts of things about Winston. This is why he never wins. This is why he's a loser. This is why he's a me guy, not a team guy, has no respect for authority. AOWN said, I've seen a few former players say that they had no issue with it, except that they ran it out of victory formation. And that's my problem, too. Right. I'm okay with you want to line up and do what you're talking about. We're going to smack you in the mouth and you got to stop us. But they didn't do that. They went clandestine. They did it with a trick play. Like, what are we doing? Trick plays. Come on. And then you got to go explain because it looks even worse. Could you imagine if Dennis Allen called that? If he called a fake spike, like the Dan Marino fake spike, throw the ball touchdown thing. Well, they were playing to win a game. Right. No, no, I'm not comparing. comparing, Imagine if Dennis Allen had called that play, if there was a victory fake that he called, like he had to go explain to the media. Like, I didn't call that. Like, that's not, I didn't call that. And the media is like, well, then who did? He's like, Jameis did. 
Like talk about completely and totally de-pantsing your coach in front of the press. Like, how do you answer that question? Right. <laughs> I call it uncomfortable. The whole thing's uncomfortable. Yeah. The end of the end of oh, all relationships, a lot of most of the time it's uncomfortable. It's it, you know, it's the easy thing to do is to take the snap, sit on the ball, and everybody go home. Yep. Sometimes doing the easy thing, you know, or 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 I don't know if it's right or wrong, but the way it was done, maybe not right. And, you know, it, it leads to questions. And I think the questions are fair. I think the answers are interesting. Um, Jameis is the, when, I mean, he owns it, you know, he's not hiding from it. I don't know. Mm. He didn't, he stood there. That's true. Damis stood there and he answered stood the there and answered all the questions. And a guy fired back at him and he was just like, yep. He's like, that's your opinion. And that's fine. And he's like, he's like, what do you think? Why do you think I did it? And he was like, he's like, what do you think about it? He goes, I didn't like it. He goes, I don't think it was right. It was a very awkward tense back and forth between the media member and Winston, which again, leads me to believe that, okay, probably Winston's not going to be there next year. The team's going to go. Yeah. Cause you, you have to pick one, don't you? You're either picking Dennis Allen or Jameis Winston. Cause they can't coexist next year. That doesn't doesn't work. If they do, there will be a lot of things discussed between now and training camp. We're gonna have to sit down and ask and 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 understand exactly what you did, mm. and we're gonna have to make a, a a hard decision. But you know, we got a lot of guys in the chat that that, that can see it one way. We got a lot of guys in the chat that see it another. I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer to all of it, but. There's a problem there. There's a hundred percent a problem. There. I, I think it really comes down to if Dennis Allen is staying as the coach of the saints, Jameis Winston is not going to be a quarterback on that roster next year. Like that is you have shown your cards. If you're Winston, that you do not respect your coach and do not care about what he does to you, which means it's probably best to part ways. I don't know if I do it like right today, like Shannon Sharp was saying this morning or yesterday morning on ESPN saying, cut him today like right now cut him publicly cut him loudly do it right now if you're the saints organization i'm not sure you need to do it like that but i'd be very surprised if winston is back next year with the saints right just doesn't just doesn't feel like that's the that's the play three more defensive players for the dolphins have been ruled out for their game mm-hmm. against the chiefs line has gone to four here i mean you got to feel for the dolphins a little bit don't you given the number of injuries we're talking about these are three linebackers all in one position group or out. Right. Not good. I mean, it's steam came. It's just that they let all the three and a half gone. It's four now. It's going to be cold. I mean, what, what in the world chances does this Miami have now? Like it's just, it's, it's all going to be bad news. What's going to be said today's Tuesday, the game Saturday night on Peacock. What's going to be said between now and then it's going to make you go, Dolphins are live. Well, take the points. Oh, they can win the game other than talking Kansas City down. What positive is coming out of Miami? Nothing. Nothing. A-chain, A-chain. And our guy yesterday, Kincaid, compared him to the guy from my three sons. Yeah. They're in trouble. It sucks. I mean, if I'm a Dolphin fan, I'm really disappointed because you want to go in with your full complement. At least you want to have a fighting chance with maybe not your number one defender, but you want to have like – you know, of your top 12, you want to have like 10 of them. <laughs> they have like five of them. Like there are so many major injuries on that defense for the Dolphins. And I know that the 
you know, the chiefs offense is garbage, but I want Casey to win this game because I want Casey on the road next week in two weeks. I want Mahomes in the playoffs on the road for the first time. Just won't let that go. You want nope. to see him on the road. You just, and I want to see him get deep hands turned over and spanked. That's what I want. <laughs> it's going to really? be fun. Oh, it's going to be fun. Never experienced before. Now you get to get a taste of the medicine that people have dealt with for years to be a true elite, great all timer in the NFL. You have to win on the road in the playoffs. He's never even played a playoff game on the road ever. Is this the part when you bring up the Brady won the games on the road in Pittsburgh? Is this the part? He didn't just do it in Pittsburgh. He did it in KC too. Did it at Arrowhead too. <laughs> he did it multiple places. Did it in Denver. Did it in Kansas City. Did it in Miami. Did it in Pittsburgh. Did it in Buffalo. I mean, the Patriots. Did he, did he do it in did Indy? It. Did it in Indy? Yep. Yep. Multiple times. Lost. I think he was two and three in the playoffs in Indy, but he did it multiple times in, in Indy. Mm. That fake crowd noise that would pump in <laughs> in Indianapolis, like the house would do. Uh, speaking of defensive injuries, you, your guy officially out. Yeah. We knew it though. Number right. didn't move, but this morning well, it already moved from whatever it was. Anything that was below ten. See you later. On it's Goodbye. ten now. What's going to make this line drop between now and uh, Sunday? Nothing. Sunday morning. It only goes up. I don't think it goes down. <laughs> I don't know how much higher it can get. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, a total's 36. Boy, 36. It opened some places had it 41 was a first look and number, but I mean it's 36 now. It's mm. <laughs> again, the math problem. Right. How many points is Pittsburgh gonna score? If they can get 14, 24, 14, that's the that's that's reasonable. Um, they haven't had one of those, like get one late on them. And I was reminded of the fact when I was tweeting about the Cleveland and Pittsburgh, both being in the playoffs at the same time. And I was kind of laughing and not taking a shot at Cleveland, but I couldn't remember the last time they were both in the playoffs at the same time. And I was reminded that in 2020, Mm -hmm. they were in the playoffs at the same time. And um, I believe Cleveland annihilated the Steelers in 2020. It's interesting because somebody like this is, uh, I guess this is the first time that all the teams on Lake Erie are in the playoffs at the same time. It's yeah. It's been a while. I mean, first time ever for Cleveland, Detroit. Oh, you got to throw Detroit in there. Yeah. yeah. Cleveland, right. Detroit and Pittsburgh are all in the playoffs at the same time. Pittsburgh is not. Even close to Lake Erie. So who's who's the third one? There's a third one. There's a third Lake Erie team that's abutting. The geography portion of the show, as P. Rolt sits there frozen, thinking. That's his thinking face. Clip that one, Mikey. Awesome. Um, who is the third team on Lake Lions, Erie? Lions, Browns. I thought it was I thought Buffalo. It was, maybe it's Buffalo. Maybe it's Buffalo. Buffalo. The Lake third effects, team though. that's in there. Because they're all going to deal with weather. They're all dealing with weather this week. Right. Detroit's indoors, but they all have they all have weather coming yes. to deal with. I don't know. I, I I feel bad for both Miami and Pittsburgh because I, I don't think these games are going to be close. They're going to be not fun games. Like done at halftime. Done. Kinda. Yeah. Ugh. I hope I'm wrong. I do. Just don't see Mason Rudolph on the road against a team like Buffalo, who's playing really well. Keeping it close. And then I think Miami just is going in there 
they were they were going to have a problem anyway with the weather, but now it's <laughs> two is not healthy. Tyreek's not healthy. The defense is decimated. They're limping in. Put this in the chat. Mm-hmm. Here's a here's a new poll. The the the, the Harbaugh leaving or staying. Sixty six percent said he's going. He's leaving. Oh, Lake Erie. Sorry, thank you. But what did I say? Lake Erie. Yeah, that was right. Oh, that is eerie. Funny. Ha ha, boss. Fortune. Oh. <laughs> That's good. Um, <laughs> What's the poll? Does, is it both, neither, or one? Miami covers, Pittsburgh covers. Think You think both cover, neither cover, or one? And if you think it's one, put which one you think. I think we'll get more Pittsburgh covers because of the number. It's Mason Rudolph. Steelers defense still can play. Without TJ Watt? But I'm not gonna, I mean, it's going to take the game. Mm. They're susceptible to the run, right? Or are they going to just light them up in the pass and, and it's below zero I, or, or cold weather? It's, it's really interesting because there are such frustrations going on with the offense right now for Buffalo because the wideouts want the ball. They're not getting it as much as they want. The running backs were running the ball really well, and then they didn't run well against Miami. And then Josh Allen threw pick on pick on pick on pick. (laughs) So, I mean, the way you cover is Josh Allen throws two picks or more. So that's how you cover. 17-10, an under game, right? I mean, the correlation is there. The under game, if it's an under game, I think the Steelers can cover. I would agree. Yes. But I just, I worry about the fact that if Buffalo gets off to a hot start, which they do at times, they come up 14 nothing. It your your running game is gone. You can't give the ball to Najee. You're throwing the ball with Rudolph. He's getting tattooed and hit. Turnovers, fumbles, interceptions, and the game just snowballs. I mean, it's only Tuesday and you're already rained on my Sunday. It's, 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 just it's saying Sunday morning is actually excitedly. I'm gonna, you know. Make sure we get the donuts or whatever we're going to get. And Pap Pap and Grandma are excited that the game's on, and we're going to we're going to watch a Steeler game. Although Pap Pap came home from work yesterday and said, "DJ Watt's not playing. Steelers are going to get killed." Right? I said, "Well, it's only Monday. Relax." He said, "No." So I think Steeler Nation has accepted it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're talking ourselves into knowing it's just like Roethlisberger's last game. When they went to Kansas city, I knew they were going to lose. Okay. I don't think they're going to win. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, we got people coming in the chat say Steelers outright. Really? Wow. What? I mean, I'm here for it. It'd be fun. Let's go. And then the Steelers go to Baltimore. Oh my for round three. I want Cleveland at Baltimore, though. That's what I want. The Steelers beat Baltimore. How many losses did Baltimore have this season? Four, right? 13 and four? Steelers beat them twice. Wow. Hard to beat a team three times in one year, though. Here we go. Here we go. Say, I just, I mean, that's what everybody says. I know. It's hard to beat a team three that. times in one year, especially yeah. in the playoffs with them rust, rested and TJ Watt's not playing in two weeks from now. He's not playing. 
But if both teams' favorites win, let yep. alone both cover, yep. you get Bills Chiefs in Buffalo. Good. Okay, here we go. Monster. That's what I want. Give me that. Monster. Give me that. That's what I'm talking about. All yeah. of that. And then it's Baltimore, Cleveland, right? Cleveland wins. They go to Baltimore. Houston wins. They go to Baltimore. And now oh, Houston, Baltimore is boring as crap. No, thank you. I want Cleveland, oh, Baltimore. Oh, oh. I, I, nah, sorry. Uh-uh. <laughs> for rookie coach. A. Stroud, Lamar Jackson for the trip to the AFC championship. No appeal for you. It's a layup. No, it's a layup win for the, I mean, it's good for my future. I, I, I mean, I prefer Houston over Cleveland. But from a viewership standpoint, I would much rather watch the Browns and Joe Flacco go up against the <laughs> the former Brown team in the Ravens and the former team he won the Super Bowl with in Baltimore. Like that is, you can't ask for a better game. That's incredible. Script writers are taking note right now. That's apparently what people are saying. Please, that, if that, that, if we're, we're, I, look, that's I hope we get that. Houston, Baltimore is boring. Better for my bet. Houston, uh, Baltimore, Cleveland is. Think about that. Your divisional card weekend is Cleveland, Baltimore, and Buffalo, Kansas City. Oh, pretty good. Yeah, let's go. That's, pretty good. That's tremendous. That is so fun for a Saturday, Sunday. That is so good. Yeah. I'm all in on that. Cause then because frankly, the NFC playoffs might be kind of boring. Like what? I, I don't look, the Eagles are a, an absolute dumpster fire. They want their year to be over. The Cowboys might just roll at home and, and then the Niners may just take apart everyone they play. So I don't know if the Niners lose, I'm going to be really surprised. It's a pretty big choke job by that roster. They're going to be healthy and rested. They've been great at home. No matter who shows up, they should be able to beat them. Well, I mean, the storylines in the NFC are interesting this week, right? Yes. This Green week, they going yeah. to Dallas. Is, yes. That's Mike McCarthy. Yep. Mm-hmm. A lot of things working there, right? Green Eagles, <laughs> whether they fire their coach or not, if Sirianni loses. Oh, man. I don't know about all that, but they are so due for a get right game. Can I don't you know get they, right this late in the year? I don't know. I don't know if that get right game is in is in the. I don't think you get right in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't think you have a get right game in the postseason. That's you know, favorite on the road against Tampa. I love what Tampa has looked like. Yeah, everyone's like they were boring last week. They won nine nothing. They shut out the Panthers. They won nine nothing. They kept everybody healthy. I mean, that's as hot of a team. I don't want to play Tampa. I don't want to play Baker Mayfield. Especially with the defense like the Eagles have, who can't. I mean, Mike Evans. <laughs> you know, they just won nine nothing in a must win at Carolina, right? I just said that. Yes. And everyone's down on them because they won nine nothing. I get it, but they know, but still like, won the game. Still, that's the facts. They won. They shut them out. They won. And then they killed the Saints the week prior. And like, I, look, I look, I, I, I really have been wrong about Tampa all year. And I flipped it and I'm back. I'm on board here. And Mike Evans is going to absolutely kill. The secondary for the Eagles. Prop Mike Evans, touchdown, catches, yards, monster game. is the total. You think that game plays to the over? Oh, how many points are the Eagles going to score? Starting to move down. How many points are the Eagles going to score? Got to answer that. How many points are the Bucs going to score? Well, I, they can score 24 points on the Eagles pretty easily. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> yes. The Eagles defense is a mess. 
Wow. It's a mess. So if we get the, the favorites to play out, I mean, the way it could go like this is Tampa wins. If, well, if the Rams win, <sighs> Matthew Stafford bowls awesome and beat Detroit, they go to San Francisco and Philly Dallas round three. That's fun. But That's, I, don't think, I don't think Philly's winning. Okay. So Tampa wins. If the top four seeds win, you get Detroit going back to Dallas mm-hmm. after what happened with the report, not report, right. and all that other stuff. Good game. Pretty compelling. Good and game, you get yep. Tampa going to San Francisco after yeah. they went there in a regular season and got beat by 18. I think it was 38 to 20. And they didn't cover when all the rhombuses and parallelograms were on the Buccaneers that week. Right. They were all on them. So, I mean, that's, that's, an interesting dynamic. I don't think you would. I don't. I. I don't think I agree with that. The NFC playoffs are going to be boring if those are the storylines. I just don't know if there's upsets. Yeah, I mean, I went to circa. I think the games are going to be boring. I think the, I the games are going to be last night layups to go see if those walls could talk because that was a CG book. Um, and you worked there, right? I didn't work there, but I worked with all the people that worked there. Okay. And I used to go there and talk to them every day. And we had people betting there. And there was a lot of things going on at the Silverton. So to see it all squared off behind big walls, they're working on it. And it's going to open um, March That's great. 11th is the target date. They have a temporary book set up over by the the shady something lounge. And I was like... That's interesting, the name of that place, the Shady. I, I have the picture, but I don't remember. Anyhow, I went and got the Super Bowl exactus. Okay. And after the show today, I'm going to sit down and start looking. Yeah, we have a request from multiple people for us to discuss on Thursday. The different paths, different different options, different we'll things. Do it. If you think this team can do it, what would a price be and, and all this other stuff. So we'll look at that. But I thought it's that time. Like it's it's it's. Who's going to beat San Francisco? Who's Nobody. going to beat Baltimore? Nobody. Neither, neither? Don't see That's it. That's it? Don't see it. So San Fran to Baltimore. Yep. That's like three to one and like four to one or something. That's it? Chalk. I don't think either team. I think the bye week this this year is such an important piece. It's already decided. That's it. Not decided. Who's here is decided. I don't think who's yeah. going to win. I'm not saying who's winning the game, but I think – Oh, the Ravens are less likely than the Niners, but I don't see the Niners losing at home to anyone that's going to show up there. If they were going on the road, yes, I would agree. Go to a place like Detroit, play Lions. I would say the Niners might be susceptible to losing that game. Don't see it. Don't see it at home. It doesn't really matter who gets sent there to me. I don't see the Cowboys going there. We've seen that. Niners against them, against the Eagles. We've seen that. Like these weren't, these games weren't close. (laughs) These games were absolute routes. So you can say, oh, things might be closer this time. Maybe, but the Niners still win. So Detroit wins. They go to Dallas. Yep. Which means the other game goes to San Francisco. You get Eagles at San Francisco. Easy. 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 That's not close. Eagles are bad. Eagles aren't beating. They're not going there. Eagles are losing to Tampa. Tampa's beating. Tampa's going to beat the Eagles. 
not sold yet. It's okay. only Tuesday. I'm not sold yet. I, I like Tampa a lot in that game. Money line to win that game. Home field, take it. Eagles are on the road, outdoors. It's it's good weather for Tampa. Baker's going to light up that secondary. That defense is so bad for the Eagles. They can't stop any wide receivers. And they got a, they got two, Godwin and Evans. Big wow. games. I don't think they win the next game, but I think they win one game. D-Stout, 19, big friend of the show. Yeah. One of our farmers out there doing God's yeah. work uh, on the earth says the Cowboys will take down the 49ers. You heard it here first. Okay. I don't think you're right. Put but. your three-team parlay in the chat. Don't. There's no poll for this. You just type it in there. This okay. is what guys do. So, put the put the you know whether because it's the last three games. You know, just put it in there. Who wins this week between Green Bay, Dallas, and then Rams, Detroit, Philly, Tampa? What's your three-game money line parlay? What would it be if I was to ask you right now? Tampa, Detroit, River Start. With the game that's played first, please. Green Bay at Dallas. Who wins? Dallas. Rams at Detroit. Detroit. And Philly at Tampa. Tampa. So you're a homer. This is a home, home, home. Playoffs. Right. Okay. That's why well, there you, you go. So that, that's just why like that. Home. That's why you play at home. That's why you play the whole year to have a home right. playoff game. Put, put your three-team parlay in there. Dallas, Detroit, Tampa is P. Ralts. Mm-hmm. I have a very strange feeling. I think Dallas wins mm-hmm. right now, as of Tuesday. All the favorites don't win. I think. I think the Rams can beat Detroit. I yeah, really but, uh, I agree. Tampa Bay's not favored. So I would put. I right. No, no. I'm just saying my three game parlay would be okay. Dallas, Rams, Philly. Okay. Right now, I think Philly wins. I don't know why, but they have more talent. There Lost we go. The board. Dallas, LA, Philly, JC from KC. We're thinking the same. Clown MB3's got Dallas, Lions. Here, Tampa. Here's your problem with the Rams, okay? Your problem with the Rams is the Rams defense is not going to be good enough to slow down that running attack and that passing attack for the Lions. Like that's the problem. I love right. the Rams. I, I love Puka. I love Cup. Cup's going to be healthy and good to go. I love Stafford going back there and throwing all over that. I like the over in that game, definitely, but I don't like that Rams defense on the road. It worries me a lot. And I think Matthew Stafford throws picks. Golf right. does too, but I think you turn the football over. It's a big game for Detroit, man. Oh. I just, like for, for like it just, I'm good with them winning, and I still I'm I'm not like that's the one I'm going back and forth with the most. Right, right now I really don't know, but again, first instinct, put it in the chat. We got a lot of guys. This is crazy. I can't even keep up with this. Thank you for putting everybody putting it in there. Um, that's the one that I just uh, – I'm not sure. It's a big game for golf. It's a big game for the coaching staff. It's a big game for everything. They got a home game. A home game. And, you know, Jace, <laughs> JPC, the fourth, Claire Check, and Daniel G, and all the Detroit guys and stuff we got watching, that that place is going to be unbelievable. They got all day to get lubed up. All week. They start drinking on Thursday. I mean, they're going to be <laughs> they're going to be ready to go. Like they it have is been our waiting. Super Bowl, Dave. That's what Belichick just came. He's in. right, and that's why I don't think what? the Rams go in there and win. Now, hey. how do you how do you get back up for the next week? Who cares? You win a playoff game. There is steps to this. Okay, this is a big step in Dan Campbell's 
career to step up. All I'm going to say, and I'll, I'll parrot what was just said in our chat on this and on Twitter by saying Campbell will 100% screw that up. Oh, geez. And I, I, I will say that this game can't come down to a decision. Like, please don't come down to a decision because <laughs> I'm, I'm with uh, who wrote that on our chat. Uh, I, I'm with prop toppers. I would be very concerned about Dan Campbell having to make the right decision <laughs> at the end of a game for a playoff game to win. That would concern me. Just put that out there. But I do think the Lions win Wait, the game. They already got the word out for no Stafford jerseys. Is that what that said? JPC to fourth? Declare check. They're, they're, they're putting it out in Detroit. You can't wear a Stafford jersey. If you have a Lions jersey that says Stafford on it, you can't wear it. You got to put it away. You can't come in the building. All oh, these people are getting crazy there. That's this. Is- I get it. Oh, Benedict Arnold, Arnold, you're no longer with us. You're against us. I get it. Like, let's, yes. Team can't do it, but just don't beat anybody up for wearing a Stafford jersey. I can see that happening. The fights could happen for sure. Some poor guy, 65-year-old guy wearing a Stafford jersey gets tattooed by some 25-year-old. Like, please don't clarify do that. that in the chat, please. Clear check. Is that is that what they're saying right now? You fans are. I mean, I guarantee that's a that's like a sports talk radio thing. That that's not the team's not doing that. Hold Somebody on, on the ticket in Detroit doing point. that is saying to no, make everyone put it out there. We can't do this. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not allowed. It's to getting do real. This. It's playoffs, oh. baby. Hell yeah, it's, it's getting real. I love it. Hell yeah. Okay. Uh, yesterday we talked to our good friend. One Mr. John Kincaid, who, when you asked about the Flyers, had this to say. They're they're surprised. I think the Torts is surprised. I think that Danny Breyer is surprised. And I know that Keith Jones is surprised too. But they are not, I and I 100 percent they're not gonna waver off of that. This is a rebuild. Mm. And they have Cutter Gautier, who you just saw the sniper from Team USA and the World Juniors. He'll be here next year. So they're oh. gonna try to get him some games at the end of the year. Oh. Uh, about an hour after that came on, the Flyers traded top prospect Cutter Gauthier after he told the team he didn't want to be a Flyer. Who'd he trade him to? To the Anaheim Ducks. Hmm. This trade came down yesterday. Jonesy said, quote, you don't want to be a Flyer? You're not going to be a Flyer. I love Jonesy. I swear. <laughs> it sent him packing after he had some very negative things to say about the city of Philadelphia. The team in Philadelphia decided I'm not playing with you or for you, even though you have my rights. You want to be a villain for the rest of your career for an entire region. You do what Cutter Gothier did. Good thing they traded him to the Western Conference. Right. <laughs> so he only got to come in there once. Like, I could have traded him to Pittsburgh, and he would have come oh. in there four times a year in a division, and it would have been a complete. I can't believe he said that publicly. Yep. Well, this is a, this is, it's a new world, I guess. Um, although it's not. There's been times, I mean, I'll never forget the first time I heard that, like, was John Elway when the Colts had the first pick. And John Elway said, I ain't going to Indianapolis. I ain't going right. to play for the Colts. Um, or were they still in Baltimore at the time? They might have still been in Baltimore. He said, I'm not going to play for the Colts. Right. I'm going to go play baseball. Yep. And we were all little kids like, wait a second. He can do that? <laughs> this this is this is crazy. But again. They got, they got Jamie Drysdale and a second round pick for him. 
after the game, John Tortorella was asked about the trade. He said, I don't know Cutter from a hole in the wall. I'm not too interested in talking about him. I'd rather talk about Jamie. He's the guy that's coming here. <sighs> I mean, this is this went organizational, you know, light the world on fire towards a kid who really played well for Team USA in the juniors that just won the junior tournament. And that people, you just heard Kincaid say that there was a lot of excitement about Cutter Gauthier playing this season with the Flyers. <laughs> Suspicious, not not secretly that they're doing it now, but the the Ducks are assembling a quite a core. True, agreed. Young scores. I, I just looked down and saw that I was going to say it. And um, someone in the chat just came in and said it. Who who said it? I want to give them credit. Um, damn it. It just flows sometimes. The chat's really flowing. I apologize. Whoever said that. Oh, there it is. Sweet Lou. Ducks got a crazy, awesome young core. <laughs> they really do. It's true. It's true. Torts is a good quote too, isn't he? Oh, he's phenomenal. But it's just wild that Cutter Gauthier was this way. Like, that he, what was it Is about it the flyer? But what was it about the flyers that made him not want to go there? Like what? What was the like? Like what's the issue? I can, I can never really find the the main problem as to why he did not want to be a flyer. Mm. But yeah, I mean, this is now they gave up a talented kid though. I mean, the guy that they traded. I mean, it wasn't like the flyers got nothing for him, right? You know, Jamie Drysdale was a top pick, so they got a guy who was the fifth overall, the fifth overall pick. Uh, he wouldn't sign, train, or even communicate with the Flyers. He refused to meet with anyone from the Flyers, including Ooh. Keith Jones. Wow. And he flew to Sweden last month to watch him play, and then he led Team USA to gold medal in the World Championships. Kid wouldn't even meet with the team that held his rights. <laughs> they flew to Sweden, and he was like, uh-uh, I'm not even talking to you. <laughs> Where's the kid from? Uh, Cutter Gauthier, he's local. He's a U.S. He's a U.S. kid, obviously. Um, Put it in the chat if you know. p Rod's looking it up while we go. Where, he, where he's from. Uh, I'm curious. He is from. Uh, oh, I guess he's from Sweden. I thought he played for Team USA. He must have American parents. He's a Swedish-born American ice hockey player. Played for Boston College. Played Boston, for BC. Yeah. He's a Boston guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's a BC guy. Sean Gothier wow. is his, Sean Gothier is his dad. Okay. Uh, let's see. He was where was he born? He how did he rep Team USA? That's really interesting. He was Gothier, son of the pro goaltender Sean Gothier. Played with the oh, Sharks. Oh, oh, he was born during the play. Oh, that's why. Okay. His favorite team was Pittsburgh. By the way, <laughs> he's a he's a Penguins fan. Growing right. up, you could have had him. I mean, that's why I didn't want to play for the Flyers. He's a Penguins fan. That's funny. <laughs> I don't he know. Was, he, he, that's how he, he is a U.S. citizen. He was born in Sweden when his dad was playing overseas. Okay. He, was ra- he was raised here. Okay. He's got dual, dual citizenship. So that's how huh. he can, but well, hell of a player. It's <laughs> ironic that, uh, Kincaid came on and I asked him about that. He talked about that. We have that clip, which nice job getting that clip and playing that during the show. I've been asked why we don't like play a lot of stuff like that during the show or whatever. 
a lot of times bless you we don't have, thank you we don't have rights to a lot of that stuff that's yeah why i can't play, play from other you know we can't I mean, play we, the james we, clip we can't play yeah i mean we things. could but you have to go get permission to go ahead and do it and it's Correct. a lot of legal stuff that can be troublesome yes, yes. we're playing audio or video from things that we don't have the rights to right then you're running into you know legal i mean this is airing on national tv it's airing yeah. on sports grid <laughs> so like right. we have to be careful it was just our show i don't think we'd care we just run everything and be like whatever but you're running on sirius xm and you're running on sports grid we have to be respectful of those of those yes. platforms yeah and they could get you know cease and desist letters saying like stop using our stuff and they'd be like wait a minute we didn't and they're like oh matt and dave did so we changed the music on the countdown and we got little warnings yeah. and we we're trying to be very yeah. respectful of the process as we continue to grow the show but we again we thank you guys for being here and understanding that there's a good job by you to get the kincaid clip it's an interesting discussion and i think there's people that have grown up in other places that would be like, I'm not moving to Philadelphia. Fair. That's, that's but it is really rude when someone, when the team, yeah. team that drafted you, the team that yeah. flies to Sweden to have a conversation with you about your You future, should take the meeting. You should take the meeting. <laughs> you should go and talk to them face to face and say, hey guys, I don't want to be a part of you. I don't want to play because you come off as a complete prima donna. And from a, uh, in a city like Philadelphia, they're saying good riddance, but you are now, I mean, we've seen this before where teams, a, a star prospect doesn't want to play for a certain franchise and for the rest of their career, they are booed, excuse me, booed, hated, yeah. ripped on. Yes. You are dead to that entire city. So let's let good luck. Let's, let's be perfectly honest here. I mean, and I'm fans of people and fans of teams and everybody and this and that. You guys think like Boston fans are annoying. We all know New York fans are annoying as hell. Yes. Eagles fans. Different breed. Up there, right? Different breed. When the Flyers get good again. Okay. For those of you that like hockey, you won't like the Flyer fans. No. Like they are so, and they are starving yes. for a winner. Yep. Hockey's fun when the Flyers are good. Because then you have a chance to beat them. Mm -hmm. It's going to be fun because I think the Flyers are on the way up. They are. I think Jonesy's got the right mindset, the experience. He's got Torch who just doesn't give eye to gaff. He don't give a nothing about nothing. <laughs> and he tells you, coaches that way. They got a goalie who's playing pretty good. They got a team that's going to get. I think the Flyers are going to get in the playoffs. When this team gets good. Hockey fans ever are going to be like, ooh, I, I don't like that team. I don't like those fans. It's going to be fun. <clears throat> Flyer fans are worse than Eagles fans. That's what the juice just came in and said. And they're Jim similar, Montgomery, yes. our Philly guy, said in Philly, you're either Eagles, Sixers, Phillies, and dabble in Flyers, or you're, all you're Flyers. a Flyers fan. <laughs> It's that or everything else. I've never been to a hockey game in Philadelphia. I'm not either. That's going to But I've been in that building multiple times for college basketball. I've never been in that building. I've been in Wells Fargo many times. I've been for to the baseball basketball. stadium. I've been yeah. to Citizens Bank. 100%. Mm -hmm. I'm going been to there a too. Flyers game. I've been there too. I've been there for a Sixers game. I've never been there for a Flyers game. I didn't never. even look at the schedule when I'm there. 
I will see if the Flyers are at home, and I will take Brother Dan. Sixers, too. My wife won't want to go to the hockey. She may want to go to the hockey game. She might. We'll see. Uh, Three college basketball games to talk about. Number one, Purdue is in action on the road at Nebraska. Road favorite. Total this game is 10, uh, sorry, 150 and a half from a total perspective. Uh, how do you feel about Purdue? You mentioned you're starting to dive in deep here. Purdue is nine, four, like they're nine, four and two ATS. They're five, one and one ATS on the road. Nebraska is seven and four though mm-hmm. at home ATS mm-hmm. first meeting with Purdue. They're coming off a 16 point loss on the road to Wisconsin. Purdue had that crazy end of game situation against Illinois where they had the cover the entire game. And then the referees decided to get involved and they won by five. Right. House job today is road favorites. House road favorites. Yep. And most of them are going to lose house. Except for this one. This is is a really good start for Nebraska basketball. Is it not? Phenomenal start for Nebraska basketball. This is unheard of for Nebraska basketball. They can't win this game. Can they? No. But you're going to have a jacked up and a half. I mean, you know, look, Pinnacle Center is going to be every game that we're, we're going to talk about are going to have incredible atmospheres there. This is going to be a really loud, boisterous crowd. Purdue better be ready like they, they this is not going to be an easy place to play. But I think Edie is going to be a monster problem for Purdue. So, I mean, I mean for, the for, only for, way for Nebraska. Nebraska wins the game, let alone Edie covers hurt. is if we if they score a ton of points. Right. But they don't play fast. That's not how this, you know, this Fred, is the problem. Not, right? yeah. Styles Horberg, make fights. This is a bad spot. I yeah, think Horberg's not playing like that. He's not playing fast up tempo. I mean, Nebraska lost to, to what by how much did Creighton beat him by? Uh, Creighton beat him by 29. So that type of number I'm expecting tonight. Wow. I'll line it. Well, look, look, look what happened. Creighton and Purdue. Purdue is a better version of Creighton. Okay. They both have seven footers uh, and they both jack threes. Right, but then when they need to, they can go inside to the seven footer. Correct. Like get, I mean, same thing. I mean, same thing. When, I mean, that's what happened. That's how Creighton won by twenty nine. So I mean, Cockburner had a huge game. They couldn't guard Cockburner. He fouled out two of the bigs from Nebraska. He was, you know, I think he scored. I forget how many points he scored, but he was really effective. He was a real problem. And they hit a ton of threes. Purdue shoots better than Creighton does, and they have a better big. So right. like this is they're just a better version of the Jays, and the Jays went in there and won by twenty nine points. I don't think this game is close tonight. I think Purdue wins the game relatively. I just hate laying seven and a half points on the road. I'd rather wait in game and see if I can get like four or five early. Nebraska keeps his close first half or is this Maybe. a blowout right from the start? I don't, I mean, I, I think ultimately I would expect a double digit win for Purdue, but I don't know how fast the game gets out just because both teams are going to play slow. Right. So the possessions aren't going to be super fast and quick right away. I'd be a little concerned. Did you look at Ken Palm by any chance? Uh, I did. What is the Purdue number? Oh, hold on. Is it nine? No, I don't believe that that's, I don't think that's right. Um, The Purdue number is, you're right. It is nine. Yep. Ken Palm is at nine. Still got it. So why is it seven and a half? It's too high at nine. You know which way you're going to get the bets. That's why I would say. Aren't you okay with that? If Purdue's going to kill him? Swat a line seven and a half. We got to know what they're going to lay. I know what they're going to take. I can put up nine. I know an insta bet. Bam. If Ken Palm says nine, yeah, power ratings probably say nine, just under 10. You can't put it at that because boom, we know we're getting that bet from the bad guys. So we put seven and a half. 
see who's laying, who's laying, who's laying. Ain't nobody laying. The line's painted seven and a half. There's not one, shockingly, there's not one book in the world, not one, that thinks this line could be eight or seven. Someone in the chat's asking uh, strength of schedule. Nebraska's has the 230th toughest schedule in the country. In case you're curious, Purdue is the fifth toughest. Sorry, third Purdue, toughest. Excuse Purdue, me, Purdue played three. some teams in the out of conference. Yeah, Purdue is three. They're, they're third. Nebraska yeah. did not. No. So, and the one they played like Creighton, they got killed. So I don't know. I I like I like Purdue by ten tonight. Uh, Houston on the road at Iowa State. I am wearing the Cyclones hat today for this game. You have a Cyclones hat. Thanks to our friends in Indiana, I do. That's an Addison special right there. Addison sent that. He mailed that to us. So, yes, I have an Iowa State hat. Wow. Put yep. that on a bingo card. I didn't see that one coming. That's right. He asked well, that the other day when we were doing a show, why do you wear the Cyclones hat? So that I know. So you got a Cyclones hat. You like him? the Cyclones tonight? Outright. Money line. Suspiciously low line, no? It's crashed. I got three and a half tonight last night. Yeah. This is This is one of those ones. Houston's the number two ranked team in the country. Number one in Kempom. Five point win on Kempom. So you tell me. Kempom says five point win. Why is it number two and a half? Well, because it was three and a half. Uh, <laughs> it, was it was four. It it was, was I was going to say some places said four. Oh, put up four. Kempom's got five. Put it just under. They got the they got the number they needed. How many times do you see a ranked team, let alone a high ranked team, first, second, third? Short favorites on the road. This is one of those ones. I'm telling you, seen it for decades. People Focus. coming in today or betting More on immune. the app and going. This is the. <laughs> <laughs> They're fishing for you to go and take Houston. I scanned the board this morning before I did the wager talk show, and I looked and I was like, Houston minus two and a half. What? And I just glanced at the numbers. I haven't done the work. Right. I haven't done anything. It's a so buy low spot on Iowa me. State. Okay. So Iowa State lost to Oklahoma on the road by they're, they're getting beat badly. They came back in the second half, but it's a bad loss to Oklahoma by Iowa State. Yep. So you're getting a good buy low. This is the first game on the road for the Big 12 schedule for Houston. They've played one game on the road against Xavier. They won the game by five. Every other game they played has been either neutral or at home. Right home. So their numbers on defense are stupid. Their number one efficiency defensively in the country. They're number one effective field goal percentage defensively. They're number one in turnover percentage. They're number four in three-point defense, number one in two-point defense, number one in block shot percentage, and number one in steals. Under. Oh, I mean, because well, Iowa State is fifth best efficiency, 52nd in, in uh, effective field goal percentage, second in turnovers, 10th in two-point percentage, second in steal percentage, Yes, <laughs> but the number is so dumb, damn low, I couldn't bet it. Like, it's low. <laughs> 132 is low. It's under. I'm telling you right now. Oh, wow. What? Just click refresh on the board. It's painted 129 and a half right now. So, literally moving as we speak. I get Guys, it. Guys, if you're watching the show live, you've missed the first number. I don't know if I'd advise betting under 129 and a half. I couldn't bet under 132 and a half. I couldn't bet under. That's too well, low. That's gone. It's, so low. Low. it's a big 12 game. I mean, wow. this is, I know it's Houston, but it's, it's Hilton Coliseum, man. This place is going to be bumping. You want to watch a fun college basketball tonight? Watch this game. This game's going to be awesome. 
Cyclone fans are going to be camped out and going crazy. And then before we let go of Sports Grid and Sirius XM, Baylor is hosting BYU. Hold on, hold on, 20 second timeout. Football what? guy came in the chat and said his wife's watching the show with him. Football guy 97. Great to have you and your wife here watching. P. Ralt, his wife said I look like Woody Harrelson in Zombieland. Okay, hold Any on. Any truth to that? I don't know. We'll do it on the other side. Hold on. Uh, I just want to get this in. Baylor, BYU tonight. I got a much better number than what's going on here, but this uh-huh. game is going to be awesome. This game is going to be so fun. This is the antithesis of the previous game. Baylor, you want BYU is going to be awesome. You want you want offense? Awesome how? Do, 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 do. BYU is good. BYU is good. Baylor's really good too. BYU is good. Catching don't, four and a half. Don't sleep on BYU. I laid two and a half. They can I win like, this game. BYU is ninth in Kempom right now. Baylor is fourteenth. Yes, Who's BYU can BYU win the game. played to even have that high of a ranking? I'm telling you, BYU is one of the best teams, ATS, in the entire country. They're 12-2 and two on the year. They haven't beaten a ton of teams, NC State, Arizona State, San Diego State, but they're 12-2, and two, top 10 team. Good game wow. here. Thank you, Sports Grid. Thank you, SiriusXM. We are back tomorrow, as we always are, replayed overnight with you guys. We are live Stay on with- YouTube and Twitter. Do not move more on the college basketball slate during bonus time. Okay, Woody Harrelson. So are you are you advocating a play on the favorite or the dog in that? Be- I'm Baylor, taking BYU. I'm taking Baylor laying two and a half. But BYU is good. Yep, fun game. You're saying why is the game going to be fun? Game's going to be fun because BYU is good. Yes, over. Probably, okay. probably it's yeah, probably. I mean, it's a game in probably the upper seventies, lower eighties. Pace What's of play. This? What stinger uh, did you hit us all with yesterday that blew out Whitrock's car speakers? Which wasn't proxy service. Proxy service. Well, okay. we don't do all that often. Uh, yeah, Baylor, pace of play for BYU is 111th. Baylor is 189th or 83rd, but they score. I mean, they, they scored, you know, 70 against Duke, 88 against uh, 64 against 60. Wow, it's just 64 against Michigan State. That's a bad loss for them to lose Michigan State like that. They got killed, but they're at home. And home games, Waco is going to be on fire tonight. It's going to be fun. Uh, this is a really good – to go from college football into this college basketball slate tonight is awesome. There are some good games. You didn't well, even mention Duke and Pitt. Not a good game. Not a good game? It's only not five. Me. Not to me. I, I watch Pitt. Pitt has no offense at all. They can't Excuse score on anybody. Hmm. I, I mean, I, I watch North Carolina beat Duke. I, I expect Pitt to, to lose that game and not cover. You got the kid tonight, by the way? Nope. Oh, I do. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. I do. Yes, Tuesday. I do. It's Tuesday. Night. Okay. Yes, I do. Forgot about. Yes, I do have many here tonight. I'm thinking about Bolton down to UNLV. This Why? That game is UNLV. <laughs> That's not a good game at all. One? What are you talking about? No, let's go watch a San Diego State game. Let's go watch a. New Mexico's know. minus two and its total is 151. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. It's not. I mean, it won't be entertaining. It might be. I, I think, you know. I don't know. UNLV is sort of an enigma right now. So hard. football guy 97. What's the what Mrs. Football guy 97 said? I look like Woody Harrelson in Zoolander in Zoolander or no, no. In zombie. Land. Thank you. Zombie land. Okay, it's like it's our first time watching the show. Much different. We need to bring um, up the female audience. So thank you very much for that. Just watching the show. I'm, I've been told I look like Woody Harrelson for 15 years. You do a little, yeah, I mean, a little. So, you know, we we'll have to find a picture of Woody Harrelson in Zombieland and um, me with this hat on. 
and see what I, th- uh, I think. I think. think that's why. I think it's the, probably the hat. But is it? I don't know. I never saw the movie Zombieland. Ah, uh, gosh, it's a long time ago. I mean, like a long, long, long time. What year ago. did Zombieland come out? Put it in the chat. I don't know. Zombieland came out in um, Zombieland. Let's see. Zombieland came out in two thousand nine. Right. Okay. So it was a while ago. So how was I doing in two thousand nine? Hey, is that you? Cowboy hat. Is is that you? (laughs) I don't know. I got to get a cowboy hat. I don't know if that's you or not, but kind of. I mean, maybe. No, no, no. Mikey, awesome. Do your work, right? Yeah. There you go. You can throw that together and get it. Can roll. Can roll with that if you want. Yeah. Okay. uh, John Morant is out for the year. Bomber. Team was six and three without him. The only NBA game really worth talking about is Memphis at Dallas tonight. Without him, they were, without him, they sucked. They only won three games without him. Six games with him. This season. This season. We were just talking about this with the lip about Memphis and how. What the injury was. We like, talked about it yeah, on the show. Like, what's wrong about with them? them making the spot in the playoffs and all this other stuff. Is all that talk out the window? Forget about just tonight. Like, is that done? Uh, I think this, they're punting on the entire season. Oh, what? They, what? Already? Yes. They're shutting him down. He's, he's having full-blown surgery on the shoulder. Like, this is about what getting him. We sitting there at the Superbook. I saw him on the screen. He was in a sling. Yeah. I'm like, why is John a sling? We didn't even know. Right. Well, now well, we know. I think it's probably one of those things where he probably could have rehabbed it and got back in played, but I think having surgery, ultimately he would have had to have a labrum surgery. So the problem with that, I mean, I've had it is you, until you fix it, it keeps on slipping out. Oh. So you keep on, you know, having your shoulder in the more and more times it pops out, the worse it gets and the more likely it is to keep on. So you have, a, you're wearing a brace and it takes away your ability to drive and get, you know, absorb contact and whatnot. So and that's Jaws game. So I get why you weren't going to make the playoff really anyway. So Shut it down. Go get a top five pick. Season over. Put the dark glasses on for the medical portion of the show when Dr. P. Ralt starts giving you the explanation of the labrum and all this other That's, stuff. I did it. I mean, it sucks. I had it. It's it's really a pain in the ass. I, I lost my – I injured it first, put it back in, popped out two more times. Then I had to have surgery. Put it in, popped it out twice, put it in. I, I Just saying that alone, I almost giggled <laughs> out loud. Yesterday, you went lip dick. On everything, and today you're popping things in and pulling it out twice. Listen, that's probably not a bad way to go. <laughs> probably not good for the labor, but other things, that's that's okay. You, you you don't like any of the other NBA today? Portland, New York, no appeal. The Knicks are playing really good, laying a gigantic number. Minnesota, Orlando, nothing. Sacramento, laying a gigantic number at Detroit. That's interesting to you? Watch Detroit lose again? Detroit's going to cover that number, no? I, I mean, maybe. I will not watch a single second of NBA basketball tonight. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll be on Sports Grid later. And, and I sent uh, I sent Jack a quick note, like, Toronto Lakers, maybe. You know, we, I mean, how bad are the Lakers? Bad. I think that's, you know, that's the only game. I think first thought, though, Memphis covers the number. It's a big number. It is. It's a big number. We got full complement of Dallas. I'd wait to see if who's in for Dallas. Right. If we get a. Oh, Cade Cunningham is out. Thank you, DeJuice. This oh, is God. why. Pre-game NBA betting, man. You feel like you're really just throwing the dice. Yeah. 
by the way, uh, our friend Evan Abrams from Action Network has tweeted out, Steelers have played without TJ Watt for 11 games recently. Pittsburgh is 1-10 in 10 straight up in 4-6-1 four, four, ATS. <laughs> so not, not good without TJ Watt. How many games? 11. How many did they win? One. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> They they are four games that are very uh, on the flip side. Hockey is good tonight. Good core, top team in the NHL. The Winnipeg Jets, which is weird to say, but it's true. Minus two sixty against Columbus. Starting to see some big numbers on the Jets. Yeah, books are tired of losing. Jets don't give up goals. They do not. Team total is nine. All they do is. Give up goals. Nine games in a row. Team total for the opposing team for the Jets have hit. Under. Six and a half. Fair. No. Five. Would you say how many games in a row? Nine in a row. For the Jets opponents to be under? Team total. total? Yeah. Yeah, that's the play. Under two and a half. Winnipeg in regulation. You don't want to lay like that, that big juice. I like that. Winnipeg get on board with that. I like Winnipeg and religion. Uh, the second best team in the West, the Vancouver Canucks, they're playing at the Islanders as dogs. Islanders favored. They just beat the Rangers. Surprise. I mean, like, they killed just one. Did just beat them. They killed the Rangers. Yes, they did. Um, My future is looking better and better. I love it. Let's go. On what? The Canucks? Vancouver to win it all. 27 yeah. to 1. Just got to get you in. 27 that's to 1. I mean. Let's go. Ideally, you get in with the playoff ticket. You know, that's that's way ahead of the game. Yep. Um, game should be pick them, no? It's coming down. This game is going to close pick them. Wow. The Vancouver How do you not like Vancouver? By the way, the Canucks are now 22 to 1 at Fandle. Up. I don't know, $5 move there. Right. All right. Let's go. Here we go. It's coming up. 27 to 1, looking better and better. Down. It's down. What, up whatever. is down. Down it's is up. Down. It's moving down. It's moving down. Yes, I would say it's moving don't up. say up. Because it's going it's up on the screen. the haters that'll come It's going action. up on the screen. So it's going right. up towards the top. So up. That's I don't care about the haters. It's going up towards the top. I don't care Odds are coming down. That's Things are going up. favorite thing about today. Things are going up. Yeah. Uh, top team in the East, the Boston Bruins on a back-to-back after losing in a shootout last night. Great game against the Colorado Avalanche. 150 against Arizona. I'm worried about this. Under the. Maybe. I don't know. Bruins are no. scoring so many goals right now. Their offense is ridiculous right now. But they're giving up goals too. Coyotes live? Yes. Especially if you get the, on the puck line. Get plus one and a half. Mm, what's the price on that? Uh, let's see. Price on that is the Bruins. Ouch. Expensive. Minus 215. On Oof. what? Plus one and a half goals. That's expensive. Man, oh, man. No, thank you. Um, Six o'clock local start. Oh, because we're now an hour behind Arizona. <laughs> Right, so their games start at six our time. All right. Well, I mean, listen, there's there's a bunch of good, interesting games. Did you see? Let me see before I look. Is that the last? Uh, is that the last hockey game you have listed on the rundown? Nope. One more. What is it? 
The last hockey game we're talking about is the Florida Panthers have won seven games in a row. Just behind the Bruins in the conference. Road favorites. Division, road favorites at St. Louis, total six. Number one's going. Uh, Do we have Bennington going? Let me see. Is this the night that it stops? (laughs) Uh, Let's see. St. Louis is playing. Nope. Hoffer. It's also they're playing backups. Both teams playing backups. Over to Stolarz and Hoffer. Over to? Don't mind it. Um, Could be offensive. All mark against Ingram for the Bruins and the Coyotes. Hellebuck against Tarasov, uh, Tarasov for Columbus and Winnipeg. Vancouver, it's DeSmith against Sorokin. Auto just came oh, in. Oh, wow. Talbot on the road against, I missed that game. I didn't see the LA was playing Tampa. Yeah. I like the under in that game. Small Calvin. favorite, too, for the Kings on the road. What's the, is it six and Kings a half? Kings aren't really playing great hockey right now. It's six and a half. I like the under in that game. Talbot on the road. Six flat now. No, FanDuel, six and a half. Oh, wow. What's under the one, price? Under 124. what? 124. Yeah, six over to is, I like, uh, I like six it. over minus 20. The line of the day, mm-hmm. there's two of them. Okay. For me, when I looked at the hockey board this morning, because I look without the lines, I just look down the columns and see the schedule. And I think of a number and I said, geez, San Jose's at Toronto tonight. What the hell would that price be? And I mean, I don't know, minus 500. <laughs> okay. So I saw that. And then I went and scrolled down further and saw Edmonton at Chicago. Yep. No, no Connor Bedard. So the Connor Connor thing isn't going to work. They yep. had all that prepped up and ready for the Connor to Connor parlay, both the score goal and all this other content stuff. And I thought, what the hell do you make that number? Edmonton, Chicago. Same thing. I thought minus 500. I don't know. On the road, maybe minus four, 420, somewhere around there. And then opened it up and I was like, hey, all right, we're still good. We still got it. Six and a half over a quarter. Edmonton, Chicago, that's got to be the play. Hmm. Editor, book it. I'll I'll reverse it on you. Six and a half over in Edmonton, Chicago. Editor, book it. Uh, where are the goalies for tonight? Edmonton uh, owes me money. They owe a lot of people uh, money, Claire Jack. It's Skinner against Mrazek. Uh, Bet it or book it. Book it. You like under in Edmonton, Chicago? I'm worried about Mrazek. Holy crap. I mean, he can play his ass off at home. They can lose 4-1. All right. Well, I, mean, I don't know how many goals. Chicago goals. wasn't scoring. They weren't scoring with Bedard. Now, without Bedard. Game's probably like 6-3. Somewhere now. Probably. I mean, Mrazek's got a 3.26 goals against average. He's given up three or more goals in each of his last four outings, including six against the Stars. So, so yeah. um, all right, all right. Maybe how about this? It. We haven't all done right. the meat and done the buy the meat promotion. Ed did whatever, but all that other stuff. We'll yeah. talk about the Grand Salami, which is the total number of goals scored in yep. hockey in the day. Fun bet to look at, fun bet to make. It helps you think through the totals. 
We got the ultimate total guy in Chris Auto at PSU Auto on the Twitter. Follow him and his yeah. charts and the first period and all that other stuff. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, ten games. Seattle Buffalo, first thought over under six. Well, Salami is 63 and a half. Right. 64 and a half at that's it's not 64 now. It's 63 offshore, 64 and a half at South Point and circa. Interesting. Okay. I like when they vary off a number. Yeah, Let's open at 63, six, three and a half, and then it gets to 64 and a half. I'm gonna say over. Seattle Buffalo, all right. That's one for the over. Kings and Lightning, six flat, six, six and six. a half under. So you got under one and one. San Jose, Toronto, six over. Two overs, one under. Vancouver and Islanders. Under. Wow, I like that game over. Okay, so you've got two and two. Columbus at Winnipeg. Six and a half. No, six. Six, six is the number. Let's go with six. Six? Over, under. I think it falls six. <laughs> it falls at six, so. All right. So say push. Two, say two. over. Say over for six percent. Right. Anaheim, six. Nashville. Six and a half. Over. That's four overs, two honors. Florida, St. Louis, six. Boy, it's backup goaltenders. Over. It's backup goaltenders. Five overs, two unders. Edmonton, Chicago. Over. You like under. You just said book it. I do, but I think with right. backup, with Marazic sucking right now. I may back off that. I may go. Ottawa, under. Calgary, six and a half. Over. Over. Six over. Boston, Arizona, six. Under. Six four, that would lead you over to Salami. You might get you might get a couple of crazy games too. You might get you know seven four games, seven five games. I'm leaning over for the Salami right now, and I, I say other every day. I used to put that up and take bets on it. We would only take over bets, and we would win more than we would lose. <laughs> right, nobody bets under, but I, I'm leaning over today on the Salami. I would agree. Time for better to book it. <laughs> I got some nice CLV going tonight. I was volume deep. of that stinger is perfect. Yep, I agree. It's nice. It's loud. It's there. It's nice. Iowa State plus three and a half. Better to book it. Da, 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 da. Oh, I think you got to bet this. Okay. I mean, you missed the number. What do you mean? I got the best number. You got the best number, but like we're telling people now. You know, I'm just saying, these are my numbers. I'm saying what I bet. bet. This is the number I bet. Okay. Not what the number is now, but this number that I bet this is where we're doing better to booking. These are my bets. So did you, do you like it? Yes or no? Yeah, bet I should bet this. Yes. Okay. Baylor minus two and a half. Against Baylor BYU. minus two and a half. Yeah, I don't understand the, the I mean, you, you made a case for BYU, but um, I like this too. Bet it. It's four and a half now. <laughs> so. Yeah, that books win those games too. Yeah, we're, we're running. We're, we're running on that. So both games, CLV here on Iowa State and Baylor. We'll see what I, if I lose both of them, which is very possible. Uh, and then finally, K-State at West Virginia. I'm laying the one and a half. I was on the phone with B. Howe this morning asking specifically about this number. This makes no sense to me. It's just I like, no, this is over. This is suspiciously low. This is... I said to him, tell me why K-State is only one and a half. And he did. Um, they chuck threes a lot. Who? K-State. A lot. They don't shoot them well. 
West Virginia coming it's off a awful. bad loss, right? They suck. Terrible. This They're is going to win one, tonight. This is one of my okay. favorite fades of the year. Yep. I say it's possible. I say book it's, it. it's home, but K State. I I don't think West Virginia should be this low. I don't think they should be catching. It should be three. It opened at three. It was bet down. I get yep. why. K State's. I mean, they chuck threes. They're. Yep. I don't know. They. I don't think that's a great handicap because it, it, I mean, I got to see three Look points. Look at their percentage. They, they have They're the third awful. highest percent or number of shots or whatever they put up. I don't know. He gave it to me, and I didn't no, write it down it, because I was out walking around. It's, it's they don't shoot them good though. No, they don't. But but they they're 99th in the country for three point attempts per game. I mean, it's not like they're they shoot a lot of threes, but like their two point percentage is really good. They're 51.51.5 percent. It's 139th in the country. You know, K State's offense, right? I, I mean, West Virginia. Kempom has this as a three point win, which is what the number was when it opened, right? And Talking about, I mean, West Virginia's offense is so fucking bad. It's amazing. Yep. They're 307th effective field goal percentage. They're 318th three-point percentage. They're 286th in two-point percentage. Yep. I mean, they're horrible. And K-State's defense is really good. They have the 34th best adjusted efficiency. Nah, man, I don't see this at all. Like the, What's this the is, total? Ooh, it's low. Um, the total is... See, I didn't. K State, West Virginia, one forty. Yeah, it's one forty one. Yeah, in between. I did, I'm not back in West Virginia ever. Okay, you can, you can't convince me to bet to back a West Virginia team that has lost to Houston by th- by what th- uh, by thirty. Thirty's going to happen to some teams. Okay. Lost to Ohio State. Lost to Radford at home. I was on Radford in that game. Yeah, that was a good play. They yep. lost, but they lost to UMass. They yep. lost to Pitt. They yep. lost to St. John's. They lost to Virginia. They lost to SMU. They lost to Monmouth. And that was, I know you could say, Matt, they had players who were suspended. But with the players back, they've lost three of the four games that they have lost since they got their got the players off suspension. Yep. Like this is this is not a team that's playing well. Their only wins against Toledo and it was at home and they won by 10. The line is only two. This is either going to be a really interesting mistake by odds makers. One bucket. If this line was three and a half, okay. It's one and a half, too. No, the move's on West Virginia. The move is the, the sharps are on West Virginia. It's number open at three. It's down to one. No, I laid two. one. It's probably back up. Okay. It was yeah, one this morning. Yeah. It's it, so so, the money the money came back on K State. Yeah. But the, wow. there was there was it was one this morning, and I laid one and a half last night. I'll be I'll be the book guy here and I'll say book it, but I'll say mm-hmm. West Virginia covers or wins. I mean, obviously they win because it's two points. So yeah, one and I a half. can't. This is going to be a fun game to watch. West Virginia is just times that game four o'clock. Oh, geez, I'll probably be the only person watching that game. <laughs> uh, I'll be on home. Sports Grid, and Wetzel will and I will be talking about NFL playoffs and be like, "Wait, I'm watching K State West Virginia here. Yeah. Hold on, they're three and seven over the last ten, one and four over the last five ATS. K State's three and two on the road. They beat Central Florida by twenty five points in their last game. They've won three games in a row, and they've won. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of nine, straight up. Oh, yeah. The, the, this is I. I saw this number last night. I was like, I, I may end up being wrong. This is a straight principle play, right? West Virginia is the worst team in the Big Twelve, and Kempom is projecting they will lose every single game yep. in twenty twenty four. Yep. 
every game they're being projected to lose, including this one against Kansas state. Doesn't mean they will it's just, they are projected to lose every single game. They are the worst team in the big 12. And you believe that like, I mean, B house, a dear friend of mine, he's got to talk about this every day. Woo. Tough season. That's, that's putting in work when you got to talk about the, the, the program that's slated to lose every game. Especially when you're trying in college, because like it's tough to even like see when the future, you know, like what the the helps on the way type of thing. Right. College basketball is like one or two kids. <laughs> like you can sell hope kind of, but that's that's a hard thing to sell. Are you I'm not like, mentioning the Creighton DePaul game today? I thought every time I thought contractually obligated to mention a Creighton game. It's a boring every time game. Do the show when they play. Yeah, Jays are in a rut. They, they they really have under underperformed dramatically. They should go to DePaul and win the game relatively easily. But I mean, they're almost out of the top twenty five. Kempom still has them as the 15th best team in the country, but they're ranked what 22nd that back-to-back when they lost to UNLV Villanova and Marquette beating Alabama in the middle of that they've bounced back. The win over Providence was good. Win over Georgetown was expected. They're expected to win this game by 15 points against DePaul on the road, but I'm not laying 12 and a half, 13 points. Hard no to way. believe it's that high. It's 15 and a half though. Yeah. No Market has it 15 and a half. Yeah, no way. I mean, it's just, it's a lot. I, I can't do it. I just, yeah, I, it's too many points. I think they probably don't cover because they've got a big game against St. John's coming up on Saturday. And then they go on the road for a really big roadie against UConn and Seton hall. So, I mean, they're getting into a tough part of their schedule right now and it's not great at the moment. Things can all end perfectly well. It's a long season. We have all of January, all of February, then, right. the, you know, then the tournaments. So it's not like the season's a wash yet. But at eleven and four and two and two in the Big East, Jays fans weren't expecting to be two and two at this point. They thought right. be four and zero. The juice the agrees with uh, with Ken Palm. He says I don't think West Virginia wins another Big Twelve conference game. Jr three 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 one two. That's Johnny Parlay. Our guy said K State has played seven unders in a row. Ooh. He's hit the last four personally. Nice. A couple nuggets for you guys. There Thank you, you for putting K State on. Yes. Possible. West Virginia is not going to score. So I, I concur with the under on that. Excellent. Uh, there are no super chats, so we can go right to favorite thing about today. Okay. Um, two things for me. One, you had mentioned that you don't care about the haters. And I tweeted something this morning with nature boy, Rick Flair saying about something about Michigan. Uh-huh. And, um, I didn't acknowledge it on the Twitter, but I wanted to acknowledge it here. I wanted to thank this person, uh, Shim, um, who took the time to say, stop tweeting and eating. Start going to the gym. You're an embarrassment. To you? To me. And I was like, that's awesome. That's how I started my morning today. And I was like, you know, I tweeted it. I don't care. I It was a fun tweet. And he took the time to come in there and say that. And I was like, awesome. Thank you, Shim. I appreciate that. I'll get to work on that. And when you're ready to come on the show, let us know. And you can come on the show. That would be oh awesome. My. So, is it, is it gambling person or random? Um, I, I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know. He he does not follow me anymore. But, you know, he comments on a lot of people's stuff and, okay. and does that. And I just was like, it has to be hard to be a troll. And it has to be hard to be a hater. But listen, if that's what you do, that's what you do. Do it well. Come correct. I appreciate it. I'll get my ass to the gym. Thank you very much. Oh, my God. Second of all, also woke up to um, like kind of, I don't know if it's bad news, interesting news. 
but the come and go, yeah, is not anymore. Like Bravo can't put the tweet out, tag me, and I was like, wait a second, they're rebranding. It's still How there. How do you rebrand the come and go? They're worried about what they said in the tweet. Is they're worried about the double entendre? <laughs> You're worried about it now, right? Now worried about come and go. What the fuck is going on? You didn't know the double entendre with the come and go. But how many you people have taken? Think about all the free publicity they've received over the years for people stopping and taking pictures of that and going, what the fuck does that sign say? Like, why would you stop this? You're a convenience store in the middle of nowhere. Like literally come and goes are always in the middle of nowhere. They're always on the highway. They're always in weird bumfuck Iowa or weird Nebraska. Like you should keep that name a hundred percent because the social media love you get off of it for free is you like, what are you going to call it? The lucky convenience store, something stupid. Like, I mean, there's a lot of convenience stores that are called a lot of different things. Yeah, but you're and, competing with Bucky's. Their big competition is Bucky's. And Bucky's has like a passionate following. The people who know Bucky's love Bucky's. They're big, gigantic rest stops. There's showers, there's restaurants. Like, come and goes, you're trying to compete with those types of conglomerates. You were special. The name was funny. Like, what? People getting angry? Like, dumb. Uh, it was. It was it was one of the one funniest moments we've had on our over 500 shows now. This is show number 502, in yeah. case anybody's watching or curious. But when you told me about the come and go, I was like, <laughs> I, had, I didn't even know what it was. Right. And then we talked about it more. People were sending me pictures. When they go to a come and go, they send me pictures, either via DM at SportsBKKSIG or if you have my number. I love it. And our friend Andy went back there and got a come and go t-shirt for me that I've worn on the show. And I felt I couldn't find it this morning yep. after I got the news and I will have to find it because if I, Jessica knows that I can't find some of my clothes, she's going to really be on my ass. But <laughs> I was like, wait a second, this is what you got going for you. I made the ridiculous suggestion apparently that we should do a show from a come and go and you and everyone else has been at a come and go was like Dave. It's not a place you do a show from. You it's go not. in, you grab stuff, and you leave. Yes. But you come, come and go, <laughs> came and went. Come and go, came and went with the name. I can't believe it. It's an awful I, idea. An awful idea. I, I, Fire I, that I, guy I, in marketing. Fire the person whose idea. Fire the people who don't understand this. It's a bad idea. Which makes you unique. It makes you stand out. People know what it is. They laugh. It's funny. Double entendre is why we go. Okay? 7-Eleven. You. You come on. Come on. No, don't, don't do that. Um, my favorite thing about today has not necessarily happened yet, but the potential of it happening is amazing. I might get my wish. I might get Mike Vrabel back to go to the Patriots. The Tennessee Titans. I was going to wear a Titans hat, but I wore this instead because I was like, you know what? I'm wearing this hat yet on the air and I'm, I'm pulling for the Cyclones to win their game. Tonight, so I'll wear the Cyclone hat, but Mike Vrabel has a chance to go back to the Patriots. He has a chance to bring Derek Henry with him. They have a chance to draft a quarterback with the third pick in the draft. And everything goes back to the way it should be. Which they is got what? Right back to being competitive to win the whole damn thing. Let's go. Right back. Patriot defense is a top five defense in the league. Vrabel is going to play the same way Belichick played. Smash mouth football. Unbelievable defense. Perfect. No culture change. Younger guy. More smash mouth. More engaging understands everything about what it means to be a Patriot. 
This is perfect. This is absolutely the most perfect thing to happen to the Patriots. I am all in on Mike Vrabel back with the Patriots. It needs to happen. It would be so good. He knows. I mean, the speeches he gave this summer, everyone's like it was, he was telegraphing it when he went into the hall of fame. Don't take this place for granted. It's not like this everywhere else. It's a unique market. It's unique ownership group and fan base and everything that goes on here is unique. It's the perfect transition. It's the perfect guy to step into Bill Belichick's shoes because so few people are going to even want to do it, but he can do it. Oh my God. This is cower to Tomlin. This is what you guys do with the Steelers. This is the baton toss. That's perfect for the Patriots. What if he goes to Washington? Why would you want to? Like, job. Okay, if the Patriots, if Belichick stays, then yes. But there's not really a debate. Do you want to be the coach of the Patriots or the coach of the Commanders? Not really a debate. <laughs> Don't want to go. You have no idea. They're having an ownership group or a, a search group made up of Magic Johnson and the guy who built the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> Yeah, I don't understand a lot of times that, but again, it's above my pay grade. You got I'm basketball just, people. I'm just an out of work odds maker. What are we doing? The book that 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 you know, I don't well, know. Bob shit Myers, either, but like, why about, are you getting them? Think about being a lifer football coach. You're sitting down. There's Magic Johnson and Bob Myers, and you're like, what do you guys know about football? <laughs> like, can we have this conversation for a second? I don't want to coach the Warriors or the Lakers. I, I want to coach the Commanders. So, um, why are you here? <laughs> I don't get it. It's really an odd, odd search group going on in Washington. So my favorite thing about today is that Mike Vrabel is available. Robert, go get him. It's time. This is the one perfect time for everything. 2021 coach of the year in the NFL. And the Titans made the mistake of letting him go. Joe DeFat Panda said he can replace Tom Pittsburgh. Tomlin's not getting fired. Vrabel. Mike Tomlin's back next year. He's Wouldn't that be in. something if we get your guy? I'll be bummed, but you're not firing Mike. He's a 10 win coach. What if we get your guy? 10 win coach in the playoffs. It would be in the Rooney family doesn't fire coaches in season. Not firing Mike Tomlin. Completely out of character. Not happening. Get our the guy. Irony in that would be tremendous. Could you imagine if we, we get Derrick Henry to go and follow Vrabel and bring Derrick Henry? We draft a quarterback with a third pick of the draft. We go spend. We have so much money in free agency. Go find wideouts to come in and help Jaden Daniels. Go get a tight end. Go get a couple of wideouts. Defense is good. Like defense is we good. We got to change the name of the show. It can't be the <laughs> Let's the go. People keep asking us to change the name of the show. We ain't changing the name of the show, but we should because that yeah. would maybe make you not talk about the Patriots right what? now. I'll always on the cusp of the NFL playoffs. Right. It's great. But it, we're not ever. there yet. We're not there yet, but it's perfect. This is the perfect transition. This is exactly what is supposed to happen. This is the right. universe lining everything up. Just got to go and connect all the dots. See what ends up happening. But Hall of Fame guy coming back. This is D'Amico Ryan with Houston, rookie coach or rookie first-year coach with a rookie quarterback. You're going to have a pick. He can pick the quarterback. It's going to be great. CBW came in just now. This is how we send off the show. Bo Nix. Yeah, he keeps on saying saying this. I don't want Bo Nix. Bo Nix plus Henry, Super Bowl. No, I don't want Bo Nix. I don't want With Bo Nix. Rabel calling the plays. Da 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 da. No, run the ball. I'm all about. I'm all about Derrick Henry being with the Patriots. All about it. Let's go. Fresh start for both of them. Run through that division. Be awesome. 
Tomlin's not getting fired. I agree. He's not getting fired. Back tomorrow, same place, same time, Wednesday for BVB. Dave Matt, hopefully you'll join us then for a Wednesday edition of the Bostonian versus the book.